Grape <laughs> Ape, right? That was a cartoon? Grape Maybe? Ape? Grape Ape. Yeah. yeah. He was a dude. Is that a, a Hanna-Barbera Hanna vehicle? Yeah. Of course Grape it is. Ape was a Hanna-Barbera. The Great Grape Ape Show. That's a tongue twister. I've never once heard of that. And I'm, I heard, I've heard of Magilla Gorilla. We oh, yeah. got a gorilla for sale, Magilla Gorilla. I didn't know that. <laughs> it aired on ABC from September 6th to December 17th, 1975, and then continued to air reruns until 1978. Interesting. The Great Grape Ape Show. Huh. I have to, now I have to Google the Great Grape Ape. Oh, I got to make sure we're live on the IG. Ooh. Go live. Great Grape Ape. Cartoon. Yeah. He was a 40-foot-tall purple gorilla, even gorilla. though they called him an ape. Gorilla. <laughs> so stupid. The, the, it's the Great Grape Ape? The, the Great Grape, grape Ape Show. The Great Grape Ape Show. Yes. All right. Oh, I remember this guy. Yeah. yeah. How could you forget? You can't. There are a shitload of fucking episodes. That's a big bitch. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What's going on, fellers? Well, I'm doing I mean, great. It's... Not as great as the great great ape, but I'm doing great. I don't know. He hasn't been around since 78. Is he still alive? Is he still, is he still with us? Do we know that? Can't... I don't think they killed off. I don't think Hanna-Barbera has ever killed off any of his characters. Oh, yeah, they did. Like killed him off in the middle of a cartoon? Yeah. Well, yeah. No. Maybe, maybe behind the scenes? Yeah, they're not going to let you know. You can't watch your Saturday morning cartoons and then see like... Man. Someone taking Heathcliff behind the dumpster and putting a kick, putting yeah. a cap in his ass, like fucking, fucking Dennis the Menace falling down an elevator shaft. <laughs> there you go, Justin. Uh, creative ways to get rid of uh, cartoon characters. That should be on the next thing. Not breakdown traumatize podcast. a child for the rest of their lives. No, traumatize them. Like yeah, what? If, I thought they, like what? I, I thought like they what killed if Tom Jabberjaw, actually killed Jerry? Jabberjaw. Yeah, didn't they kill off Jabberjaw? Who's Jabberjaw? Jabber. The big shark? The big baby shark? He looks so sad. They killed him off. No. Yeah. The Japanese fishermen hunted him and they they served his fucking fin. (laughs) No. What if, like, Tom actually killed Jerry? Well, listen, Bugs Bunny shot fucking Elmer Fudd in the head eight million fucking times. (laughs) Yeah, but he came back every single time. Yeah, I mean, God, that, talk about a fucking nine lives. Look, what about like Daffy Duck? Though, when they shot Daffy Duck, and his beak would be like, on the other side of his head. I heard Daffy Duck's getting disability yeah. these days. No, heard he's getting nothing. <laughs> Not a damn thing. What are you looking up, buddy? Jabberjaw. No, that's fake. That's some kind of. That's like some. That's some G- DC shit right there. DC. Yeah, I said, what happened to Jabberjaw? And then the first thing that comes comes up, Jabberjaw goes on vacation to Amity Island and runs into the cast of Jaws, only to be killed by them. Bruce Tate <laughs> Jabberjaw's <laughs> place in the Neptunes. In the 2018 DC Comics rebooted Jabberjaws into a less cartoonish character and featured him and the Neptunes in a crossover with Aquaman. Aquaman oh, yeah, he played, like, yeah, he like, played drums like for them, didn't he? Yeah, he was he was the drummer in their band, I thought, no? The shark. Yeah. Yeah, Jabberjaws. Jabberjaws now we're getting that. No, Jabberjaw. Excuse me. Oh sorry. Yeah, he played drums. We got what? Tom Joe Walsh's Tomcat. Uh 
Uh, Scott George says it's a work, brother. It's all the work. <laughs> Joe Walsh, we briefly touched on Magilla Gorilla. Oh, yeah. Uh, Brunden, from his child's basketball game, uh, Grape Ape was fantastic. They changed Grape Ape's name to Harambe. That's not true. Well, speaking uh, of Harambe. Here comes old Almondhead. <laughs> hey, guys. What was that, Joaquin Wild? That's it. That's it. You get a free bowl of soup with that hat? Jesus Christ. I don't. Uh, I'm not much for soup. They put, shouldn't be much did, for hats. Did, they put nacho <laughs> cheese on top so you could like put your nachos in there and dip them. I suppose if I asked, they probably would. Oh, that's Take amazing. a break from the gimmick, man. Yeah, how's your vacation, you, brother? You're grown um, up. I'm, yes, you're right, Kevin. I am a grown up. <laughs> My vacation's great, man. Thank you for asking. It's been. Uh, it was a. It was an interesting start. It was uh, long. I was up for like 32, 36 hours somewhere in there. But it all evened out. Everything's going well. How's everybody else? Fucking, what's the guy's name? Uh, that <laughs> did you throw him out or did he, wait, did you throw him out or did he get disconnected? Did you, did you, was that you? Was that you, you fucking chud? No, you did not. All right. Welcome back to the cast. Armando, Armando Estrada. Bro. Back with us. Manager of Umaga. Legendary manager of Umaga is here. Armando Alejandro Estrada, thank you for joining us. Handsome Kevin, I listen. Th- I had nothing to do with that nonsense. No, I figured a double T was thinking he was real funny, just Ooh, by the reaction I, I saw. It, I thought it was fucking hysterical. Oh, it was great. Do it again. Yeah, no, do it again. Fucking do it again. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah. Tony, I got myself a new uh, a new friend on Facebook. Really? Uh-oh. I did. Is I is did. It Diana. It I is gotta- Diana. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you this, HK. Uh, Please do. She was, she finally got her gift for whatever Fantastic. reason. I could never get it to her until this past weekend. She loves yeah. it. Also, Fantastic. a little surprised that you were uh, not on the available list. I said, yeah. I oh. said, uh, Handsome Kevin's wife, like, you know, came up with the idea, helped them out. She said, Kevin's yeah. married? And I was like, oh, yeah, Molly's delightful. She, She's like, she oh, said no that surprisingly. She was, she was shocked. I was a little, uh, a little let down by that. Well, I, I think Cabeza maybe... de almendra. Oh, here we go. Uh, I think maybe she was thinking that because you're such a handsome guy that maybe you were like a little bit of a player or a lover boy. Oh, you know? just out there playing the field. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, not one woman can handle the HK. Oh, trust me, one woman can handle it just fine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Scott yeah. George, just uh, say what KJG said. Armando Estrada has entered the chat. <laughs> Joe Walsh, speaking of soup and hats, showed my younger brother Caddyshack last night for the first time. <laughs> oh, your boy MB, love that hat that HK is rocking. Hey, love you, MB. <laughs> so, wait, HK, wouldn't. If you're in Mexico, wouldn't it be, oh, uh, see? It could be. It could be. I'll have to ask. I'll have to round. I'll see, see if they have, a, they have a phrase in which they use, a, a so, comparable phrase. So do you guys have your own cabana boy? Not really, no. I mean, they got people they send over to us and all that. It's good. I mean, it's good. What kind of, pe- what kind of people? Uh, you know, like the room service people. Which which way are we going with this? You're not going to get me. You're not getting me. <laughs> Your wife sent some uh, interesting photos of you to to me this afternoon. Oh boy, which ones? That's, that's trouble. Uh, you're fully closed in all of them. Yeah, as opposed oh, okay. to being fully open. <laughs> 
I picked up on it, I was going to leave it be. That's, that's <laughs> no, wait, not on this show, my friend. I'm guessing she probably sent you something to me drinking uh, something red, maybe. Yep, I got the red drink. I got you and another. Is this the same stupid hat in all your pictures? Do you take the same exact picture in every single picture? What the fuck do you want me to do? I don't know. It's always you drinking something. What do you want me to do? Fucking juggle? I don't. I don't say, "Hey guys, take a picture of me." They just take a fucking picture. There's of two me. versions of you. There's you drinking, or you just standing there looking like a fucking weirdo. What are you doing? Pictures that's so fucking cool. I usually give people the birds. I take my. Oh, that's out. original. I haven't seen that one ever. Yeah, or he just sits there at the baseball game with no shirt on. That's yeah. it. Working on my tan. <laughs> and that's the only one smiling in the picture too. Like I'm fucking miserable, fucking horrified. <sighs> Shit. Can that? we confirm or deny that the people taking care of you are Guatemalans? I I, I cannot uh, do either of those. I could just see like him sitting in like a cabana and like the boys like Dalton Castle like the boys come up and like serve them. Oh, to the castle. <laughs> like, like fucking mimosas and shit. Oh Doing yeah, mimosas palms, in the morning. Keeping them cool, fucking waving yeah. them down. And That's a beautiful idea. <laughs> Please tell me you're leaving. That. Uh, you're leaving JJ Rogue eight by tens as tips for all the workers. Oh, oh that's a great, actually, I did have somebody ask me to bring a JJ Rogue T-shirt for them. Don't have were those in production looking, yet. So I are didn't. they looking to get the shit beat out of them at school? <laughs> Squilla? They might, maybe, maybe. It's a... <laughs> what um? So HK, I got a bone yeah. to pick with you because I'm oh, listening to this uh, year in Duke of Duke and Rogue. You're you are very uh, mean to Duke. When you he so. only suggested that Bam Bam Bigelow get a win in his hometown, and you immediately jumped down his throat, and you're like, "What do you want to be the fucking champion?" Yeah, well, he won one win. He could have lost in the second round. And oh, then you're like, Jesse the Body Ventura needs to wear a suit. You and your fucking suits. I hope you put on a suit and it chokes you to death. That's a little aggressive. Well, you know what? I'm tired. Jesse the body is the body. He's Hollywood. He doesn't wear a suit ever, 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 ever. You know, how was your day, Ben Double T? You seem a little on edge today. My day is great. I'm drinking a C4. I've been up since like 7. That's what it is. It's the C4. You got to stop on that. It's the C4. You got the tingly brain. We got a great show tonight. You're in Mexico. Kate's coming on uh, in 15 minutes. We're going to talk Cody Rock Roman. Bear Boulder tonight. I sat through fucking vengeance last night. Um, HK, in it? all honesty, he he got himself a couple of victory royales today with Justin, so he's in a. I got ah, one victory gotcha. royale with Justin. Atta boy, and I got one by myself. By yourself. Well yeah, done, by man. Myself. Good job. And I'm excited to talk about professional wrestling with my friends. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, so Yeah, no, I was gonna say I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking out of here. Well, you went, I didn't tell you went to fucking Mexico. Hey, well, how's the weather? You still fucking depressed because there's green grass everywhere? Yeah, it fucking sucks. I hate it. Well, don't go to Mexico, it like, stupid. Go to Alaska. It was, it was like 51 the morning I left. It was fucking miserable. Oh, God forbid it. It's winter, numb nuts. Well, it's fucking it's cold here. It's winter and you went to Mexico, so come on. How does this work? It works just fine. I'm, I'm, actually, I'm pretty happy. You could... You could have gone to fucking Alaska if you missed the winter so much. 
Really? Did so, they make Alaska yeah. all inclusive and I didn't get the fucking memo? Do you go on a, one of those Alaskan cruises? Look at the whales. What? Catch halibut? He could do that in Minnesota. <laughs> no, you don't care. You go, it's a cruise. You ever been on a fucking cruise, you chode? No, I've never been on a fucking cruise. It's never smeared exactly, ice cream over exactly, my chest either. I've never done it either. It's exactly what you're doing now, except you're on a boat. And then they stop at certain places. Yeah, and you're stuck with 5,000 chuds trying to get here yeah. everywhere the same time you are. That sounds miserable. No. Yeah, it kind of is. Listen, Chud don't, cruise. Don't, Tony doesn't know. I've been right. on like 20 knows. cruises in my life. I know what they're like. Tony, Tony knows. Tony's, Tony's goes with Tony the wife and the kid. They got to do all the excursions. They got to get off the boat. Well, pardon me if I don't run around smearing vanilla soft serve all over my titties singing Judas. Stay on the boat. <laughs> Let all these other retards get off the boat. Oh, come on oh. now. I thought we were not going to censor the show anymore. What's the matter? I'm not censoring that. Let them all get off the fucking boat. Then you're, you got, you're on the boat with a couple, of, maybe a couple old dudes. They're just hanging out. <laughs> just the way Matt good. likes it. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, the, you can uh, do it on the boat. House. Yeah. Oh, bathhouse. <laughs> Yeah. So, what are you? Uh, what's on the agenda for tonight, uh, Almondhead? Well, well, first of all, you can go fuck yourself. Uh, secondly, uh, we're, we're a lot of be... aggression. A lot of aggression from this guy. I know. Man. I'm just. I'm just. I'm, I'm handing it back to you. You're handing it to me. I don't want it, so I'm giving it back. I don't know uh, how many of those Modellos have you been drinking, buddy? Uh, a couple Modellos. Uh, I've been uh, alternating. I had some. Uh, uh, I like. Uh, I like a good coconut martini. Had a couple of those today. A couple of espresso wow, martini. You drinking through your vagina? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of course, I drank it out of my vagina with a with a crazy straw. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what the fuck's it's... that porn guy that drinks the the jizz out of the girl's <laughs> butthole? He went to jail. Fuck, what was his name? <laughs> Slap happy. What the fuck's his I name? I don't know. Max uh, Hardcore. Yes, Max Hardcore. Max Hardcore. Yeah, yeah that I, I one I didn't know. I wasn't I wasn't familiar on that one. No, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be heading to dinner here pretty uh, pretty soon, and then uh, that's, that's pretty much all we got left for tonight. Cool. I saw I saw a pretty interesting show. Uh, was it two nights ago? It was a it was a Michael Jackson show. Why? <laughs> was he brown? I don't know. I don't know what's going on over there. Uh, anyway, Tony, you want to do me a favor tonight? What's that, brother? You want to take my good night, Diana? Since I'm not there tonight. I would consider it an honor and a privilege, sir. I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'll get out of here. You guys have a great show. I'm going to head to dinner. I will see you next week. Thanks Enjoy yourself. It. And tell Molly we said hi. Thanks for the I warning. Have, I will do that. This fucking guy. Hasta luego, senor. Hasta luego. Cabeza de almendra. Cabeza de almendra. Pasta and bagels, senor. Yes. There you go. <laughs> Enjoy your uh, vacation. I hope you come home with all your kidneys. <laughs> all your kidneys. Get out of here, you. Uh -oh. All right. Well, we got a huge show. Episode 675 coming at you. Kate's joining us shortly to talk WrestleMania 40. Bear Boulder at 745. Vengeance right. picks. New Patreon and more. Next, start the fucking show. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live in high-definition video and available on all podcasting and streaming platforms. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. 
do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. And now, it's time for the Shining Wizards. You're watching the Shining Wizard. Wrestling podcast. tuned in live to episode 675 of the shining wizards wrestling podcast coming to you live on social media including the instagram going with you wherever you go on each and every one of those streaming and podcasting platforms we got the og crew in the house tonight so let's just jump right into some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling around the horn we go tony Matt. kjg Fellas, we're already in a yeah. good mood today, aren't we? Having some fun. Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So how does this evening find you, gentlemen? Oh, it finds me very well. Thank you for asking. Good, finds good me in a man. Basement. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hey. Uh the the what do we call those guys? The wolf team. I don't think any single one of them say the opening line. I think the guy behind the camera says it. No, they that's how they do it. They repeat they say it and then oh, the dudes repeat it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Pete and repeat fell off a boat. Yes. Okay, because I was looking for some lip movement there. What are you fucking David Letterman tonight? You're like <laughs> tapping your fucking pen, flinging it around. Can you do got that flippy of... thing that he does? Like whatever the fuck it is. I got a lot of energy. I got a lot of energy tonight. I'm fired up. Yeah, stop drinking MC4s, bro. They're bad for you. No, don't tell. Don't first of all, don't for, don't tell, tell you that. Come on, man. Don't tell me no. Don't tell me how to live my life. All right, fine. All right. Secondly, I'm excited. It's Monday night. The Wizards are here. I, I was so excited. I accidentally put a reel for the podcast on my Instagram instead of the Wizards one, and uh, it took me like six takes to get it right to begin with. So I just left it on mine. Hopefully, people people who watch. So we're on your Instagram account. No, 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 no. The real Tony is like the pre-show. Like, hey, we got Kate tonight. We got oh. uh, Bear Boulder tonight. Make sure you tune in. I got. I got to stop you. Just so. <laughs> it's just Boulder now. Just Boulder. Because the, the, the Iron Savages. They're not. He's the Iron here. Boulder. Well, fix your fix your Twitter, bro. Oh well, <laughs> no, he's still bare because I, he might not have the 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 pull to 
to uh, get that shit changed yet. All right, Boulder. Because isn't changing your at, like, really hard to do? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay. No clue on this end. Your guess? I just thought it was. I thought it was good as mine. So, anyway, Boulder will be joining us. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. Kate's joining us. Hell yeah, Yeah. man. WrestleMania season. Fuck that. Yeah. 100% agree. Oh, I'll talk about that when Kate gets here. How are you guys doing? Oh. Here. I was excited about wrestling last week. Not so much this week, my man. I'm more excited, believe it or not, about the other company than I am about what's going on in my favorite company right now. Wow. Uh, I can't keep. Which one is that? I can't keep track. Uh, oh, AEW. AEW is your fi- is your favorite now. I thought no. Impact was your favorite. No, all right, stop. AEW is the, the top two are AEW and WWE. I've been enjoying AEW a lot more than I have been previously in the last couple of months. Uh, in the last few weeks, I think they've, I think Dynamite and Collision have both been fun the last few weeks. You know where KJG's living, Tony? Meaty meaty part of the Venn diagram. That's right. <laughs> I like that throwback, people. Whoa. <laughs> Makes Big me want to throw up. Oh, uh, uh, don't throw up. <laughs> don't get ill. Uh, what? How are What's you, Matthew? You yeah, oh, Matthew. How are you? Great. I worked this morning, came home. I did a couple errands. I cleaned up. Cleaned um, what up? Not his I hair. Cleaned out, cleaned out the litter boxes. I took out all the garbages, cleaned out all the garbages from up here. We got like a garbage can in the bathroom and one in the laundry room and one out by my desk. Um, took out some cardboard boxes. I cleaned the cat's uh, food mat downstairs. I uh, put some mommy wanted her screens put back in her bedroom window. So I did that for her. Mommy? Rhea Ripley living at your house now? She's bucking no, with you guys? That's what, that's oh, what I call Rihanna's mother, mommy. Oh, mommy, duh. Yeah, I forgot about that. So some What's some a screens? food mat? What's a food mat? It's where I put his water. Yeah, I put his water and his bowl on there. So uh, if he spills food outside the bowl, it lands on the mat. Ah, okay. Yes, yes, that I know. I just literally thought you put food on the mat instead of a bowl. No, come on. What kind of savage do you think I am? Maybe an iron savage, like our guest tonight. I'm not. I'm not uh, well versed in the iron savage uh, lifestyle. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. What are you going to do, man? What are you going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> Eric Fried's Muda is doing great. Thank you for asking. He's a little bastard. Aw. For life. Well, he always wants, he's always hanging out up here. He wants to rip Nelly's face off. It's not cool. It's not healthy. Does Can't he want to spew? Maybe. He spews the hairball. He spewed a hairball the other day. That wasn't cool. At Nelly. No, just like wherever, it, you know. You so hope he why, does it. Why don't they get along? Like, can't you, like, train them to, like, like each other? No. They're then wild. why do you have cats that hate each other? Like, well, that, well, First, it was never the intention to have more than one cat. Hmm. Yeah, but you wound up with, like, three or four at the same time at one point, didn't we you? We ended up with three at the same time. Oh. I thought a fourth one came into the mix at some point. Matt, we used to have Mr. Kitty. Mr. Kitty when we lived at the apartment. Kevin remembers Mr. Kitty. Oh, Mr. Kitty was fantastic. And I think we got Mr. Kitty when Muda was young enough where Muda wasn't like king of the castle. And they were both boys, so they got along. And then Muda was here. And then we brought the girls in. And then he, you know, he just just very territorial, I guess. I don't know. 
He's the big dog. Well, big yeah, guy. But you would think like he'd want to make bitches part of his, you know, his harem. Home, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't know. He's a cat. He sleeps all day. Runs around at night. I don't know what to tell you. Hmm. Interesting. I, I never understand cats. Cats are just a fucking. I like I cats. I like them from far away. Far away. Far I love my cats. Yeah. cats. Very affectionate. Weird. Matt's cats were very affectionate. All of them. Yeah, they rub Mr. on Kitty you. They, especially. they purr. They lift their assholes in the air, and then they fucking bite you when you're not looking. They do lift their butts. That's true. Cats are mean. Well, you probably did something to encourage, you know, for them to want to bite you. No, cats are just mean, bro. Nah, you're crazy. My brother has I, two cats. Uh, They're fantastic. Before Kate joins us, because I'm sure she's going to pop in any minute now, I do. We record, me and KJG recorded uh, bonus content for the Patreon. And we'll uh, about the that, new Patreon Statman later. Jones, too. With, uh, with uh, Notes Jones, Brendan. And uh, I want to say, Tony, I know you're not, I don't think you're on Twitter. Nope. But I got to put it up. Brendan's on Twitter, and he's got his, his own Twitter account, Irish Misfit 15. Everything in his bio is all the links to the Shining Wizards, the Pro Wrestling Tea Store and the website. And I just thought that was really fucking cool. I didn't know he did that. And I told him I was going to give him uh, his props um, on the show tonight. I gave him his props in the bonus content, and then I gave him props now. So I just wanted to, I just wanted to give him props. boy, stat man. Okay. Wow, you could could you be less? Could you care less about Brundon? I mean, what do you want me to do? You want me to fucking dance? Like, oh great, fucking a dude, yeah, sure, that'd be nice. It's good. He supports us. He's part of the family. I love Brundo. Look, let's show it once in a while. How about that, Mike Peterson, who's no longer part of our Patreon? Check your shit, Mike. Best wizard. I don't know why, Mike. Check your shit. Um. That was news to me today. Let's br- look. I was just checking up on the Patreon, and somebody's payment didn't go through. Um, Mike. Oh, oh, oh. Mm, all right. I think it's time for our, our first segment of the show. Matt, yeah, how about bring that? her in. Let's, let's, let's sing Brundon's praises and then shit on our. <laughs> I'm just having fun. Oh yeah, that's what it is. Fun. I'm not. I ain't touching shit because when I try and bring somebody in, somebody takes her out. What oh, cardi operation did I walk into? You're oh, bullying Mike Peterson? I'm not bullying anybody. Right this is what he does. He bullies everybody. No, Mike Peterson is a staunch supporter staunch. of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. But I know the people at Patreon, they don't send you a notification that says, hey, hey, your shit didn't go through. Or, hey, we fucked up and you're not a Patreon anymore. So what if Mike Peterson goes to listen to the what if Shawn Michaels went to WCW in 1997 instead of Bret Hart bonus content and he can't access it. And he goes, what the fuck, Patreon? And then he goes, why didn't the Wizards tell me? So I'm telling you now. There you go. Kate, how are you? I'm good. I'm glad to be here. I love doing this. This is fun. Uh, it looks great here, but when I stand up, boy, it looks like 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. <laughs> There's a big advantage to, like, the up from, like, the the titties up situation that is on the yeah. podcast. You don't have to see what's below. <laughs> How you what, doing, fellers? Babe? Not much. I'm what's good. going on? It's just been a chaotic little year, considering it's February 5th. There's been a lot happening um but i'm i'm good 
been a busy couple of days. I uh, had Friday at Fight Club when all this happened with SmackDown, everything we're going to talk about. And then five minutes before we went on air yesterday, the Rossi news happened. So it's just been like every post show I keep trying to do gets taken over by like some weird, <laughs> some weird industry scandal. So I'm glad to sit here and talk a little bit about creative and stuff. Um, I, I was very surprised by, um, I, I knew the reaction would be heightened with the Cody stuff. I did not think it was going to be pushed our post show to three hours of, I mean, knock on wood, lucky for us, super chats, um, on, on Friday, but I, I did not think it was going to be so overwhelming of a rejection of the creative angle. It's, it was, uh, it's pretty wild and it's obviously sustained itself since. Well, yeah, I think it just shows how – I think people are invested in Cody Rhodes more than than anyone's ever been invested in in WWE, WWF, and probably the last, like, 25 years. Like, this doesn't even hold a candle to the Brian Danielson thing when he didn't come out in the Rumble and people want – like. This is nuts. As Kevin likes to say, nutso magutso. It is nuts. You know what? That's the perfect industry term for it is it is nutso magutso. I would say I would say probably punk was a was up there. Like that that felt like probably the most like authentic um since I started watching that I can compare it to, but just in a completely different way because this is the mania main event and punk was his contract just wasn't going to get renewed. Right. So like a, a completely different situation, but to me, it just felt like such a failure on the fronts of um, this all could have been avoided. If you just split the titles last year, because <laughs> the storyline, I think people know it doesn't need the head of the table storyline just doesn't need the title. The segment was awful because it made Cody look like the oh. third wheel in his own choice. Ugh. Um, and now you have this match and whether people, there's a lot of speculation of like the whole thing was orchestrated as a PR distraction. Well, now your story sucks because if you want to do a triple threat, then Cody's what for the head of the table, like, like if Cody reenters this picture, it's, it's a head of the table match that you now set up. Um, the most confusing thing that I saw, at least that Fightful reported was that there was already merch being conceptualized and set up. Um, that was like rock head of the table merch before Royal Rumble. So to go out of your way to have Cody win back to back rumbles um, and and call out and point at Roman like with tenacity when you already had this going on in the background is just bonkers. So um, it, it's been kind of cool to see the fans make this such an organic reaction. I don't know what they do. I don't know if you can backtrack on this, but I guess we'll we'll see on Raw tonight. So there's one thing that I like. I I'm with you. I think WWE is out of their balls for what they did, and obviously we reports that it came from higher people than it basically came from The Rock. Basically, is what happened. So I I do think there's a world, and I think Rock respects Triple H enough where Triple H goes to The Rock, and be like, hey man, like, come on, bro, like we got to figure something out. I do trust Triple H enough to somehow get out of it. I it was it was a fucking meteor of bad creative and bad stuff on Friday, like a freaking goddamn disaster. But I do have enough faith in triple H where there's enough time between now and mania where if rock concedes to doing the right thing, they can finagle something else out of maybe transitioning to maybe rock and solo and Cody and Roman again. 
like I, I'm looking at your face right now. I, I, I'm thinking that you don't have the same confidence that I do. I think you think that we're a hundred percent getting one-on-one or do you think we're getting a triple threat? No, I think um, the, the key to your sentence was, is the rock going to renege? I think triple H is playing the entire time was Cody. Um, yeah. but <laughs> I think the rock entering here as a TKO board member at the last minute is the thing that throws a wrench in the gear. And I also just feel like, you know, we sat there on, on Friday, like answering everybody's questions and people are saying, well, maybe he beats him in Perth and then Cody has the title going into Mania or maybe Survivor Series is at Madison Square Garden. And Sean just kind of threw up his hands and was like, we're at the point now people are fantasy booking the location of Survivor Series <laughs> to get out of a jam that they could have just not put themselves in so easily. And the the really dumb part of it to me is... Um, people wanted the rock and Roman and I think they still want the rock and Roman. They just don't like how it got delivered and what a waste of a Royal rumble win and back to back rumbles in the past two years of storytelling with Cody to get there. Um, and the other problem is you have Seth Rollins on the other side of this, who Cody has beat three times and is coming back yes. with a bum knee. So some fun fantasy booking that uh, I did with, Alex Pulaski over at Fight Club was we thought of two things he thought of and I thought was cool. Um, one was because Seth is out, you have Seth turn heel and hire just like Bronson Reed or some huge heavy to go oh. beat the ever living crap out of Cody until now to equal the playing field. You got to do something. I mean, you got to turn him heel. That's for sure. Is, is there a world where they can transition if Seth is healthy? Is there a world where they can tr transition to Cody Roman and Rock Rollins? That makes no sense on so many. No. But I, I'm, I'm saying, is there a world where it could possibly, like, can they make it make sense? Because Rock cut this whole spiel on how Seth Rollins' belt doesn't mean shit. <laughs> so, so that's the other problem. Was on Friday yeah. night, you had Roman Reigns go out there and say that whole belt is because it's a it, the people surrounding it are a bunch of people who couldn't beat me, and Cody just stood there because he had nothing that he could rebut with. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think you can because it's. If you're going to have The Rock in WrestleMania this year, it better be against Roman, right? Um, but the other the other way to pivot Cody back to that story that I liked that um, we were kind of kicking around was if Cody goes out there tonight and Drew McIntyre, who's just been a savage on everybody, and Sami Zayn and this whole group comes out and Sami Zayn is like, are you kidding me? Like, I would have given anything for a second chance at, at, the, at Roman, and this is what you're doing? You're crawling back here? And if Drew gives some... He's been fantastic on this heel run. Um, if Drew gives some kind of like look-in-the-mirror type promo that kind of urges him to go back there, uh, you could probably steer him back toward it, where it was like Cody just needed that extra push and the other people in the locker room are actually behind him because that kind of plays what's going on in real life. But I don't know, man. This is... Th there's nothing that they can do creatively now to salvage it other than the rock sets out. And I just don't see that happening. Like I, I, the idea of a triple threat, if that was your initial plan makes sense because the rock got blown up after three punches and a people's elbow. So it would hide what he can't do in the ring anymore. Protects Roman. Cause you have Cody pin the rock. Um, and then Cody walks away with the title, but to do that now, everything creatively feels compensatory. Like it's, it's brutal. <laughs> And to me, Cody beating, pinning The Rock, it just wouldn't have the same feel as him pinning Roman to me. No, the, the move was Cody beats Roman clean as a sheet, night two, main event, WrestleMania. Like, that was the move. Yeah. 
I don't know how and if you can get back there. Um, but Cody beat Seth Rollins with one titty and two other times. And now he's coming back with the bum knee. Like, this is rough. I'm I'm genuinely nervous he cashes in on Gunther and takes his Rumble win and says, that was actually my dad's belt, the IC title. You've been an unbeatable champion. I'm coming for oh. you. They had that dalliance last Rumble where they basically had a match at the end of Royal Rumble. I'm sincerely nervous that that's what they're going to do. Would you... What if it is... Because WrestleMania is two nights. What if it's Rock Roman night one and a Cody solo? And if Cody beats solo, he gets the champion at night two. I mean, you could do that. It just feels like a risky little game. Like it's no, look, I agree. Look, like, I don't, I don't want, I hate, I hate this. None of it makes any sense to me. I know everybody is reporting like the rock had it in his contract. <laughs> that he he gets this match and it was signed before mania just none of it makes any fucking sense this is the rock he's done everything he doesn't need to main event at wrestlemania he doesn't need to win the title like peep this is the best stuff the wwe has been doing for the last two years since cody came in why inject the rock into it it's mind-blowing and what's funny is matt I actually don't think it's been that great. Like, I feel like the Cody Brock feud was terrible. They never explained why it really happened. Um, Cody's whole trajectory has been, I've been injured or fake injured and my dad, my dad, my dad. And I'm still rooting for this guy to win because just give the guy the damn title. You sacrificed every other baby face on the altar of Reigns to get there. You didn't give us Sami Zayn because you said this is the guy. And now the guy that you said this is can't even do it. Now, the other concern here is maybe they don't want Roman to drop at all. And I feel like if Roman's going to win, you definitely don't want him facing Cody again. Um, I know Fightful Select reported that The Rock was pushing for him to win. But, like, maybe they want Roman to retain. Because I know Fightful also reported, and I actually know who the source on this was, and it is an accurate one, that uh, Roman drops whenever he says he wants to. He's got Hogan-level power now. so Dude. Yeah, 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 brother. Um, so that's that's concerning. Um, because if if the idea is if they want to push him to Hulk Hogan's record and push him past it, I'm, then I'm just worried we're going to push toward Bruno's record, and that's going to suck for the next two years of programming. Um, but that pushes you past SummerSlam, um, and this this rain has felt long in the tooth for the past. 18 months like it's and i i love roman i actually think something that's a bummer in all this is i thought he crushed the segment on friday like he was great he came out there he was like we have a huge issue issue here my cousin's got no pop in the royal rumble he's running down cody cody has no retort but he was excellent when he's been around i think his absence and the way that they've accounted for it with um nick aldis not really giving a shit about all of roman's authority in this has been really great but man, if they keep this this title on Roman past Mania, it's like, what stage is he going to drop it on? And you can kind of make, I'm not. It's not the exact same thing. It's actually really not at all. But like Seth Rollins has been the only World Heavyweight Champion that we've known, and he's a babyface. Yes. Like, is someone gonna, like, is someone gonna challenge whoever challenges him? Like, is are they gonna beat him? I, I mean, if it's Cody, you'd think yes. But like, that's like. And I guess you could play around with it, Kate, and about how you could say, like, yes, Cody did win this, but he still needs that. 
So if they want to go to Survivor Series, like he can, I guess if it's it's kind of like crutch booking. But like if you if you have him beat Seth Rollins, he has it. Eventually, maybe loses to Drew or something like that, and then Survivor Series comes around or SummerSlam comes around, uh, or even Mania next year, or Rumble. You could have him saying, "Yes, that was awesome. That title means a lot to me, but it's not my story." Because only he can dictate what his story is. That's his story. So, like, I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts on him p- possibly beating Seth and then and then going after that at some point after losing it or maybe holding both at the same time? I don't know. Yeah, some people were saying doing a unification angle with that down the line. But it, it, it's, I'm, A, just very sick of the... You unified Roman's titles to give up this title, and now you're going to unify him again. I'm already sick of the Triple Crown title on AEW because they've created no clarity around it. But they have a history of doing that. They've interfi- they've unified the world in the Intercontinental, and then they brought the Intercontinental back. They- it's like it's 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 stop, a storytelling though, device. Is my point. Like yes. stop. <laughs> um, you know, Daniel, I was really hoping. Danny, Danny Ross is going to be great when they make Cody the host of WrestleMania. God. You know what? I won Royal Rumble, and there's nothing I'd like to do than host. And uh, when they did that to Bailey, they had her get kicked down the ramp by the Bella Twins. So maybe uh, some maybe awesome truth can kick Cody down the down the ramp. Um, yeah, it, it's you know what's funny is last year this felt like a mistake, and I remember uh, Alan Cheapshot on Twitter saying, "Man, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube." And then they kind of like led to this again. And they're blowing it again. Um, I was really hoping it was going to be Gunther loses between now and Mania, and he's the one to beat Seth Rollins. That felt like such a cool payoff to me of uh, this unbeatable champion finally getting beat by someone from now until Mania. So something interesting happens on the way. And then Gunther versus Seth feels like the perfect guy to beat Seth. You make somebody else in the process, it feels believable because Gunther's been so protected since he got to the main roster. But um, it, it feels like they were teasing that story and then they held off on it because of all of this. Um, so I, I don't know, man, this is, this is a really rough one to book your way out of because Cody can't just jump into a head of the table story. He's not Samoan. <laughs> not that we know of. Not that we know of. Yeah. Maybe there's something that we don't know, but, um, it, it it's just such a failure of if last year, we didn't have the title in the picture. This would have been perfect. Like this is something everybody had been asking for, but they gave us the monkey's paw of how to get there. Like you, you can't, um, you can't give us this. And I, I'm surprised and kind of delighted by how resoundingly this was rejected. Um, Cause also the rock is, he is like the most physically fit, not he, he is the, the epitome of being in shape is not ring shape. That guy was blown up after throwing three punches um so i i'm also just let's keeping in mind wrestlemania is in philly they're looking for excuses to boo people in philly um i i have no interest in the in ring of that either based on the little bit that we've seen and how we know every single roman reigns match goes someone had said in our chat and i loved this idea you do cody versus roman and then you have the rock staving off the rest of the bloodline Cody beats Roman, and then because The Rock staved off the rest of the bloodline, you have Rock versus Roman right there for you for SummerSlam or Saudi Arabia or whatever. Like, having him do stuff on the outskirts of this so that Cody gets a fair fight makes total sense. Um, So many directions they could have gone, and it it just feels like with this much invested in the Roman title ring to not have him drop clean, 
to the guy that you've been telling us is the guy for two years at WrestleMania makes absolutely no sense to me. Well, it'll be interesting to see the press conference Thursday and what they do tonight and SmackDown. Because, I mean, we're still two months away from Mania, so this could all be, you know, a lot of smoke and no fire. Keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> it, just Agreed. it just doesn't make any – none of it makes any sense to me. It just doesn't, you know, Cody's I don't like think it, white – like even what they did on Raw last week where Seth comes out and Seth's like – you don't want a challenge for that title. You want this title. We're like, but the night, two nights before, he pointed at Roman Reigns. He pointed at him after he won the Rumble. Like, what are we doing? Because him and Seth were both in skyboxes. So it's very, it's all very, very confusing right now. It is. And I did just want to see, I see Bounty Keith in the chat, which I love to see. Hope he's doing well and congratulations. I, I don't think that's Is that really, really him? him? I can't no, tell I on the StreamYard side. But no, he did. No, he, I don't think it is, Kate. Whoever it is raising a good point. Um, Stop that, with the death threats toward Ava. Yeah, you have a 22 is that a year real old. Thing? On, yeah. Jesus Christ. A 22 year old girl on NXT, that's The Rock's daughter, is getting death threats because people are this insane. So <laughs> knock it off. You want to complain people. about the, the creative around Ava Rain? Go for it. The creative is weird. Um, but people have to have to get it together. Um, but yeah, this is, it, it is, um, it, it does reinforce the booking patterns that Vince used to have. And it's, it's a very, very weird thing. Like when I read, I thought maybe they got cold feet because of the scandal. But when I read that Sean had said um, that there was already like, the rock merchandise and that it wasn't like finally the rock whatever that it was head of the table rock is back merch uh before rumble i'm i have no idea why you send cody out there to be a sacrificial lamb about that then makes no sense none of it makes sense uh kate this is always a pleasure at kate's corner we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule you're going to follow kate on social media at miss kate fabe she's doing the mark order podcast wednesday she's doing fightful stuff all the time she's doing sour graps she's doing commentary for excite wrestling kate is one of the hardest working people in the professional wrestling industry so follow her support her don't send her creepy shit in her DMs, you fucking weirdos. Nice. Leave her alone. One week. <laughs> Just like one week that that doesn't happen. I have so much fun with you guys. Thank you for having me on and uh, enjoy the rest of the show. I'm sure you guys will be on during Raw, so you'll get be live reactions Kate, one way you, or the other. I got, is it, are you curious as to why Tony has not said a single word to you tonight? Yeah, Tony, what do we, you, do we got heat? You guys need a moment? Me and Kevin can leave. It's no, it's absolutely nothing against Kate. I wanted her to get everything out there. I mean, I'm I'm at I'm at a crossroads. <laughs> Pardon the pun. Uh, I don't know how to feel about any of this shit. Like everything that everybody's been saying, there's no, there's no way out of this. And as much as I've been watching everything for the past couple of weeks, getting back on board, following the stories, I, I feel like it was wasted time. There's no, there's nothing else to say. Like, what else can I add to the conversation? When and it's nothing I, against you, Kate. It's, it's the situation itself. No, it's it, as much as I always have to say about stuff. I was also pretty speechless. Um, I, <laughs> on Friday, because I, I knew people were going to be heightened. I did not think it was going to be this. People were 
actively like I just put my WrestleMania tickets up for sale because I have no I desire to see that and I wanted to see Cody. Now that feels preempted because it's two months and you could do anything between now and then, right? But people that there was somebody who who broke my heart. They're an Eagles fan and they live in India and this was like their big thing. They bought tickets after Rumble because Cody had won and pointed to Roman and they were like, I'm gonna see Cody beat Roman Reigns in um at in the stadium where my favorite football team plays and i'm gonna see a bunch of my friends in america and this was their thing and they were like i'm gonna wait and see whether i want to do any of that um but it 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 was telling to me and i even asked i asked sean because i was like i figured there were going to be chats and people were going to be pissed did you see this onslaught coming and he was like no i did not (laughs) would have cleared his friday night out a little bit more had he known but um but yeah well, Kate, it's always a pleasure. Ridiculous. Thank you. It really is. I'm sure Thank we'll continue you, this conversation after uh, Kate's Corner wraps up. Also, that is apparently really Brian Keith. So congratulations to your All Elite uh, contract, sir. It's Hell much yeah. well-deserved. Yeah. 100%. And you can watch podcasters as much as you like, sir. You just, you know, I didn't, I, I'm tongue-tied. It was also what you had brought up because that's insane. Like Ava Rain should not be getting death threats. So yeah, yeah it's, that's, it's that's, awesome uh, that it's really you and it's sickening that that uh, is the case. So I'm sure that's part of what caught us off guard there a little bit, but congratulations to him. Number one on the yeah. BWI 500 great wrestler gate dude. So um, have fun fellas. Thanks right. Kate. Enjoy Bye, the rest of your Monday night. Thank you. Kate's corner. Yeah, that, that's pretty dope, man. Bounty hunter. That was a nice little segment too. After a great match, by the way, too, with him and Eddie Kingston. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So, are you gonna KJG? Are you gonna have a complete fucking meltdown if Cody doesn't win at WrestleMania? I'm, I might not watch WrestleMania. Like, I'm not gonna watch it if if they don't turn this fucking shit around. They're not, I'm not dude, dude. They're it. not. I'm it's not over. Cody. Cody's going for that secondary piece of shit belt, and it's going to be The Rock and Roman, and Roman's going to win, and it's just going to fucking move this shit along, dude. It's 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 pathetic, it's pathetic. And if everything is true that they that The Rock squeezed himself in for all this shit, that he's a fucking bigger dickhead than people in media make him out to be. I don't it, know, it, man. It's it just, just ridiculous, bro. It's ridiculous. It doesn't. It, you know, you hear like the stories like. Like when he was like, you know, when he finally got rich and famous and he did that thing where he went back to the Snicker, the 7-Eleven where he used to steal Snickers and he bought Snickers for everybody. What like, the fuck you do? Like, but you think that it's all like, I don't know. He's the right. He's done it all. Like, yeah, but why would he buy Snickers to give him away for free? Why wouldn't he give the guy the money for all the fucking <laughs> Snickers that he stole? Oh, and every fucking know. other month he was buying somebody a truck. Who gives a shit? Hey, brother, doesn't... I got a million dollars. Here's a truck. What the fuck? I don't know. Really? I don't know. I, I've Look, never heard. I genuinely get that The Rock is trying to be a nice guy. He thinks no, he's, he's trying not. to pay forward. That's the point. He's not, but in his head, he thinks he is. Right. His ego is that freaking massive that he... Well, like, he, he thinks, thinks this is him giving back to the business, and it's not. Business has never been freaking hotter. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, exactly. Like, WWE's been hotter than it's ever, like, almost, and it's been in the last decade. He, we don't, I also, they don't need The Rock. Just like, they don't need Brock. They don't need I also fuck heard, him. I heard that he brought back Brian Gewurz with him too. That that was part of the deal. That Brian Gewurz is going to be writing. I don't know if it's just for The Rock or if he's coming back to WWE. But well, I, Brian Gewurz quit, didn't he? He didn't get fired. He no, left. he left to to work with Rock's production company. Yeah. 
Yep. So like, I don't see why that. If they wanted him, they'd take him back in a heartbeat. Brian Gowertz is a is a fucking entertaining writer. But Ugh. I don't. I, I would I would be shocked if that was a condition of what this is. This is stupid. All of it. Freaking dumb, dumbity, dumb, 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 dumb. It's so stupid. It's uh... and there's so there's so much goodness going on right now. Like like Kate said, Drew McIntyre has been on a fucking amazing tear. His promos have been fucking top notch. When he said that he prayed for Seth Rollins to get hurt and it came, uh, for CM Punk to get hurt and it came true, what a fucking dickhead! You want to talk about the host of WrestleMania? I guarantee you, if he wants it, it's CM Punk. Keep him involved. Uh, let him be the host. If he wants to. If he doesn't want to do it, he ain't going to do it. I want Shane but. McMahon to be the host. I want him to tear the other quad this year. But anyway, yeah, you're right, though, Tony. Him, him. That line, I, I did not see coming when he was like, I thought it was like, all right. Because Drew like still kind of like shakes hands when he comes out with the fans. So he's kind of like, he still has some little nuance of babyface left in him. But the fact that he went right there and said it, oh, mamacita. Like, that was like. You out of your balls, Drew? Like I prayed for you to get hurt. That was a savage line, as Kate so astutely uh, put in the chat. There, still sticking around. Uh, Drew's a savage. I mean, Jay, who's, dude, I want, give me our truth, Roman Reigns, over Rock, Roman Reigns. <laughs> give me our truth, cashing in at the fucking Fireball, Great Ball of Fire, fucking pay per view. We'll, we'll probably call it. it. Like it really. It's really disheartening, and like I said, and I, and I mean it, like, I just feel like up to this point, like, why did I fucking watch all this? Like, why did I invest my time? Like, the wind completely out of the collective sale of wrestling fans. People have, <laughs> who have, like, literally got reinvested in a product that was so shitty under the pervert uh, for so long, now it was finally, and I, I kind of disagreed with it, I would love to have picked her brain more about that that how she felt about the creative of wwe and specifically cody but the fact that like it's it's rebuilt itself up from the fucking terrible terrible shit that mcmahon had booked and now and just like in one fucking segment cody acting like a total puss bag saying i'm giving my championship opportunity that i fought for like matt said for two fucking years to a, to a fucking celebrity who just happens to be the board of fucking directors guy. Like, out of your balls. Now, I, d- I do kind of want to play devil's advocate a touch. Go for it. We are two, look, we are two months away from WrestleMania. And Kevin, you've said it before when we talk about AEW. They have to create weekly TV. Right. With the sale to Netflix. Right with Netflix buying in on Raw, do you think this is a ploy to to drive ratings through the roof, create a buzz around Mania? I mean, they're not doing a great job because people seem to be turning on the WWE immediately. I mean, the the ink the ink is dry. The deal's already done. Um, so that's not it's that to me. I understand what you're saying. Like, if they were if they were in the middle of shopping it, then yes, I would say, all right, I get it. I can tolerate it. But the deal's done. They signed it. It's and it's not till twenty twenty five. So like, it's the end of the year, huh? It's next year. I understand that, but I mean, they don't have to. They don't have to. A, it's already signed. The deal's done. It's happening. And B, if you want or whatever, too, if you wanted to do it later on, that would make more sense. 
um, to start off the Netflix deal with a bang. Like, if you want Rock to, I'm not saying, God, see, I don't even want. No, I am saying Rock should never be champion again. But like, well, he shouldn't. Look, there's no, what, there's no gain from that, right? Right. He, you have Roman, who's the guy, and then Cody, who is the like, he's the baby face. Like, he does. Every he meets with the fans. He sees sending all these these kids to WrestleMania to watch a main event. Like he already be, he already brought those kids those tickets. Like he's the guy when he wins. Like he's the face of the WWE. So like the Rock's doing the fucking USFL XFL thing. He's doing movies. He's got his production thing. Like he's doing a hundred different things. Like I don't think yeah. he needs to be the champion. No, and first of all, he if. Not only will I not watch WrestleMania if they go, if they go with this, if they if if The Rock wins the belt, I'll never watch wrestling again. Wow, wrestling uh, now, across bro- the board. No, no, I'll watch. I'll watch. I'll watch uh, my man, my big man, that's going to be joining us in a couple of minutes. I'll always watch him. Uh, now, now, Brendan didn't forget last year when you said if almost beat if almost wrestled Brock at WrestleMania, you wouldn't watch, but you still watched WrestleMania last year. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm a big phony. That's obvious. <laughs> At least you're honest about it. All right. Okay, Fair enough. I care. <laughs> uh, but no, I can't. I can't have. I can't have this. I need it. Cody. And to your point, Matt, Cody is kind of like, I know it's, it makes it sound so old saying that he's this generation's John Cena, but he's this generation's John Cena. Like being like the nicest guy, like in wrestling. Like, it, it's just, ah, it's insane. All right. Grinds my gears is what it does. Your gears have been grinded. Um, ground. Ground? Grounded. Grounded. Is the past grounded. tense of grind ground? Are your grounded gears perhaps made out of iron? Ooh, I see what you did there, big beefy boy. I think the past tense is ground. I think it is. Look at this. We're getting educated already. Just just literally just popped on like that. And we're, just, we're dropping knowledge. A, a thesaurus or a a Webster's Dictionary or anything, but I think it's ground. I think. <laughs> I will take uh, your We are joined point. by uh, AEW Ring of Honor, friend of the show, superstar, Mr. Boulder. He's got many nicknames. He's the Sauce Hoss. He's the Beefcake Boulder. He's Beefcake Charlie. Uh, he is with <laughs> us now tonight. Uh, Mr. Boulder, how are you? I'm very good. I'm just laying stomach first on my bed with my feet kicking like a like a girl in a '90s movie. I'm uh, just just doing that really right now. Ah, okay. Giving like us you all the like feels. A slumber party. Yes. Yeah. Should we talk like, about crushes and boys we want to kiss? Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh, actually, fun fact: I saw uh, rest his soul. I saw Vader in the same position on the grass in front of the Rawway Rec Center. Twenty uh, fifth. <laughs> It must have been sexy. With Balls Mahoney's son crawling on his back. Oh God! <laughs> All right now. No, no. Listen, I love, I love balls, but God, his <laughs> of course son you do. Biggest... Isolate that. Isolate that. <laughs> Fifty-nine minutes, twelve seconds. I love balls. <laughs> okay. His son was a nightmare. Oh, Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, tell me, tell, tell me what I'm telling lies. It's just that's an an amazing sight to see was Vader with no shirt. Laying stomach first in the grass at like ten o'clock at night on the phone. <laughs> he was talking to his sweetie pie. Probably. <laughs> now, were, were you able to ever? Uh, were you able to to get a picture with the uh, the mask when he was there, or no? 
No, I didn't, but a couple other guys did, and I was insanely jealous. Dude, I was, like, so close. I was there. I was just like, ah, oh, should I, should I? But I felt like if he, like, saw me, I would I'd be dead. I never even asked him how he would make the smoke come out of it. Oh, damn. Did he ever it's answer wrestling, that ever? Wrestling magic. He did, he did an interview one time, and he, I think I actually owned this DVD, where the way he described how the smoke came out of that Mastodon mask was, I quote, a mechanical mechanism. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know this, but dear good uh, Matt is a dear good close personal friend of Vader. They had like an hour conversation before he joined us on the show. Interesting, Matt. Right? It was. It was definitely interesting. Hmm. I'm sure it we'll was. Leave, we'll leave it at that. He was very uh, stern on me making sure I mentioned that he was a Super Bowl champion with the Rams, but uh, up, up, up until the point that he had played, the Rams had never won a Super Bowl. So I was not going to say that. <laughs> Um, that's actually, yeah, that's kind of true. It doesn't really add up, but who am I to call the man a liar? He may have played in the Super Bowl because they lost to the Steelers, but he is not a Super Bowl champion. He would be an NFC conference champion. Yes. He was probably ribbing you trying to get him, get you to say something that you didn't know was true or not. Ah, uh, no, nah, can't get one over on this guy. Apparently not. <laughs> So, Bear, you are, or excuse me, Boulder. I'm sorry. This is going to be very difficult for me. Well, what do you because... prefer? Let's ask him. What do you prefer? Oh, yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone, everyone, uh, oh, hi, Nelly. so long now, people just call me Beef. Or, uh, yeah, a couple, last couple, few couple years, it's just been Boulder, which I like. So, but you guys can call me whatever you want. You know me. I don't care. Do we need to do a sidebar and figure out what we're going to call him this whole interview, no, guys? No, just call him Boulder. If that's what he goes by, well, then call him I, Boulder. I think I might want to call him Beef. You can, definitely. Oh. I mean, now it's Beefcake Boulder, all like, well, no, it's actually two words. Yeah, but that's you can call me. At, well, you, you guys can call me whatever you feel comfortable calling me. That's fine. I'm not going to yell or anything. Oh, well, that's disappointing. I was hoping you were going to yell. Mm, I'm tired. How, uh, so all the different name changes, is that frustrating for you when you, you know, you guys are bear country, then you're the iron savages, then you're bear boulder, then you're boulder, then you're beefcake Charlie. Is that, is that frustrating for you or is that just part of, of the business? Not really. I mean, well, I haven't been beefcake Charlie in, I think like six years, six, seven years, but disappointing. uh, Yeah. I mean, some people, some people like to bring that up, but no one really ever calls me that anymore. It's usually just either beef or boulder. And then in third place is probably just beefcake, which is fine. Beef you know, I, I respond to all of them. So I respond all to right. all. Kevin, what do you call me? He calls you. His mic is muted. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, all right. So the cord came out. And then I guess as soon as you plug it back in, I guess it automatically mutes you. Uh, I call you beef. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. One of the greatest hangs in the wrestling business. This guy is my like, like wingman, bro man, like bro hang for life. This guy. Every time I see Kevin, it always ends up uh, us just hanging out and having a few drinks together. Yeah, it's always it's always a good time. Um, so let me ask you this, because Bear Country was a very a totally different thing than the Iron Savages, especially the way that the Iron Savages have evolved and developed Hi. lately. 
how did you feel about going from just basically two big, like, legit, like, angry, like, no-nonsense fucking destroyers, which you guys still are, but now you were adding so much more personality to the characters that you guys didn't necessarily always do in Bear Country. How has that made you feel, and how have you adapted to that? So, actually, when Iron Savages first came along, we were kind of still just doing the same right. Bear Country, but we had a manager. Um, it was... Uh, God... I feel JP, J, JP something JT. Yeah. Uh, JT Davidson. Yes. Uh, he came at the recommendation of MJF and uh, he, his nickname was the iron manager. So I guess it was um, an idea by the office that, Hey, these guys, this is the iron manager. We're going to call his guys, the iron savages. Nice. And we just showed up to a dark taping one day and we just saw Iron Savages on the board and we didn't know who it was. <laughs> and I'm like, could that be us? Like, I don't know. Like, who are these guys? And then we later found out it was us. So, I mean, this is this gimmick is is very much this char- these characters you guys have is very much based on your real life because you're you guys are constantly posting stuff about you guys in the gym. Uh, no, oh, yeah. That, that, like you're 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 constantly uh, posting Jim uh, picked. So, how much of that did you, of your real self did you want to incorporate in this new development of the Iron Savages? Well, it's amazing now. I'm having the most fun I've ever had in my career doing it. But again, it didn't start like that. Iron Savages started out pretty much us doing pretty much the same thing Bear Country was, and then our manager uh, JT Davidson he was having some some pretty serious health issues and he had to step away from wrestling. So when that happened, we were like, oh well. Okay, what do we do now? We were just kind of in limbo for like a month or two. And then actually the idea for the Jim Bro gimmick with the Iron Savages was actually an idea of QT Marshall. Nice. And um, he he was the one who kind of pulled us aside and was like, hey guys, like when I hear, when I think of Iron Savages, what I really, I, I think of like Jim, like pumping iron and stuff iron. like that. And then... Uh, uh, Jack Jameson, who's a student at the Nightmare Factory and a good friend of ours now, uh, he was brought into the fold as kind of like a mouthpiece and a hype man because the guy can, the guy can talk. He can talk up a storm, and he's an amazing hype man. A lot of confidence, in insanely good shape. And I think the three of us, you know, we've been doing it for close to a year now. I wouldn't say we've perfected everything, but it kind of feels like we're hitting our stride right now. Do you ever get nervous because you do the thing where you like you take your straps of your singlet and you pull them over, uh, you know, over to the nips? Um, do you ever get nervous that it's going to snap, or do you have it pretty much uh, down to a science at this point? You ever worn a wrestling singlet? Never. They're very stretchy. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of give to them, especially on. It depends on who makes them. I've never, I've never had that fear in my life pulling on a strap on a wrestling singlet. And it'll just come right back into form, and like, like, right. like just, whoosh, just like kind of suck right back in. <laughs> Kevin likes sucking it back in. Easy, big fella. <laughs> Hi, oh, you, uh, you guys went from being like a mainstay on AEW Dark uh, to one of the prominent tag teams in Ring of Honor. Now, uh, what was that change like for you? Because I feel like behind the Ring of Honor banner, I think you, you guys are getting more exposure. Uh, I think so too. Uh, Dark, you know, we were kind of sad to see Dark go away because it was a very fun platform. Um, when they were 
So when they were doing the Dark and Ring of Honor tapings at Universal Studios, you know, I really liked doing those, not just because I live 10 minutes away and it's an easy travel day for me, but it's it kind of gave Dark and Ring of Honor its own feel in like that kind of smaller enclosed environment. It gave it a different feel than actually AEW itself. Right. And I like that. Not to say that I, trust me, it's really cool going to these big arenas and wrestling on a Ring of Honor banner in front of all these fans. Like, uh, we just we just came back from Edinburgh, Texas, and that was a very, very hot crowd. They stayed till, like, 10 p.m. just on their feet the entire time. It was great. So what would you say would be your, like, most pivotal match since you started with AEW slash Ring of Honor? Like, what match do you really look back and say, like, fuck, like, this is, like, because I know you just recently wrestled the undisputed undisputed kingdom off top of like the, their hottest angle. Um, is there a match, or there is there a match where you felt like you really just like fuck? This is this is awesome. Um, so I have a few like that. The first one is probably actually it's definitely our first match we've ever had in AEW. Our first time doing dark, and we wrestled uh, Uno and Stu from the Dark Order, and it was that was uh, a great match. It, it was it was very fun. Uh, it's the match that, you know, they loved it in the back and, you know, Cody personally pulled us aside and invited us to come back for the next, next set of tapings. And we kept coming back. And after a while we got contracted since we were there. I mean, not really in a most positive light, but a match that sticks out to me is our match April, 2021 on dynamite against Jurassic express. That was the match where I tore my bicep. Yeah. Uh, not very fun. But a couple of like, you know, having a stare down moment with Sting, like my first match back coming back from injury. That was I'll never forget that. And these matches, uh, I mean, I think our most my favorite opponents, I think, have been the acclaimed uh, just because, you know, I know them so well. And because right. we had some really fun like tag and trios matches. The matches in Ring of Honor that really stick out was we had. So anytime the Ring of Honor tag titles have been defended on Honor Club we've been the guys that they've been defending them against. The first one was against Aussie open. And the second one was against undisputed kingdom. We're both very good matches for very great opponents. And I would, I'm very proud of those matches, very proud of those performances. And I'm very happy to see where we go next. Do you guys, um, you know, we, we just had Kate on for fightful and, and, uh, we touched on, um, you know, Brian Keith is apparently in the chat and, and people sending death threats to The Rock's daughter because of everything that's happening. Do you guys pay attention to, to stuff that's said online? Because I know when you guys challenge FTR uh, for the tag titles in September on Collision, a lot of people kind of were like, who the fuck are these guys and why are they getting this opportunity? Do you guys hear all that rumble or do you just full speed ahead and go out there and, and prove why you belong there? Well, yeah, we hear it. We see it. We talk about it. And the thing is, Dude, I, I can't stand Twitter. I really hate Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes. If it yes. was up to me, I just wouldn't have it because I can't stand going every day and seeing people literally go, just going back and forth and saying these unreal toxic things to each other about, about wrestling of all things. And like people, it's not that serious. Right. Just like, and I mean... I know it, it, it varies on person to person, but when I see stuff like that, it really doesn't affect me too much. 
The only That's person awesome. I real about, ple- the only person I really care about, please. And he seems pretty happy with us so far. So who am I to complain? So you mentioned knowing the acclaim very well because of you know your past in Creator Pro and uh, Russell Pro and all that stuff. This is a homework question uh, first and foremost. But how does it make you feel like knowing like all these guys that are based out of Creator Pro and Russell Pro, guys and girls actually that are have basically made AEW a home. How does that make you feel? And how can you ju- like not just wow, was silly. Like how does that make you feel in terms of what you're what you've been trained? It makes me feel very proud because, you know, it, it's I, I tell people a lot. If you look between Creative Pro and Wrestle Pro, we have me, Bronson, Mark, Max, Max. We have six people signed as wrestlers. One is a manager. Well, actually, in AEW, we have six, six people signed as wrestlers. One is a manager. One is a referee. And we have one signed as a referee in NXT. Like, it's a very... You know, it's 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 a place I'm very proud to say I've come from. And I remember, like, this isn't exposing too much, but I remember after one of our first times at AEW, you know, we were having a little after party in the hotel, and a bunch of the uh, Creator Pro guys, we all took a picture together. And uh, Tony happened to be walking by us while we were taking the picture, and he's looking at us, and he's like, is this all? Like, this, this is all Creator Pro? Like, all you guys? This is all Creator Pro? <laughs> we were like, yeah. And he just kind of, like, nodded and was like, oh. Well, sure, that's really cool. And then just kind of like walked away. But it was like that, that was a pretty cool feeling. I still have that picture in my phone. Are your uh, family and friends very supportive of, of your wrestling? Very. Uh, I talk to my dad every week. Like whenever I fly into a city and as soon as I check into the hotel, the first thing I do is call my dad. And, is it? Uh, uh, do you have to explain to grandma at Christmas dinner the spreading the cheeks and eating the ass mannerisms that you're now doing? Not really, because I wait for them to bring it up to me, which they never do. So, and then I have very young cousins, like under ten years old, that watch me wrestle. <laughs> their parents, their parents don't bring it up to me, and I don't bring it up. But it's, um, they they get a kick out of watching it. So, who am I to, who who am I to you know poison their minds with uh, the intrusive thoughts that that come out on screen. Are you prepared for that conversation when when you are at a family gathering and somebody does the spread the cheeks and butt eating mannerism and they say, "Well, I earned it, for, learned it from Uncle Beef." Oh, I have. I'll just, um, you know, I, th- I think that that'll be my big. Uh, all right, everyone, I'm gonna come clean. I'm just, I'm my, my who I am in wrestling is just a dirty, gross pervert. But <laughs> I think, and then that's when I get shunned. And won't be invited to any more family functions and just kind of wrestle as, you know, wrestling is my dark secret for my family. <laughs> well, that's fine. Once you get shunned from your family, you can come over to my family gathering. That's you. great. I'd like to see that. <laughs> the uh, the opportunity to work AEW, you, you kind of told, you know, Cody invited you guys back and you keep going back. And now you're kind of one of the flagship tag teams in Ring of Honor. Um what does that mean to you, knowing the lineage of tag teams that have come out of Ring of Honor? It feels fantastic. And the thing was, um, I really didn't get into Ring of Honor until I started training for wrestling. Maybe like, so, like, maybe like my sophomore year of college, which was like 2010, I just stopped watching wrestling for like a whole year. And then summer of 2011, literally like right after Punk cuts the pipe bomb promo, I kind of got back into it. But when I got back into it, like I got back into it hard. Like I started watching Ring of Honor and indie wrestling and all like the old Japan stuff. 
And I was, and I reminded myself, I'm like, oh shit, I actually wanted to do this. <laughs> so then like a year after I graduated, that's when I started. So you mentioned Cody saw you and, and asked you guys to come back. Did he ever see you at WrestlePro? And then like, did he like, was that ever a conversation? So uh, a couple times I, he worked there. I remember the show he did where he wrestled Pat. Uh, I met him. It was kind of just like a high and buy thing, except Pat told me, I think later that week at training that he's like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. Um, Cause I, for, I guess some reason I stayed in my gear all night. He was like, oh yeah. Also you popped Cody big because like you were helping break down the ring and cleaning up everything while you were still in gear. And he thought that was really funny. <laughs> That's just what I remember from that show. I was just curious because I was wondering if, like, he remembered. Did, do you think he put two and two together that that was you from? I really don't think he did. Okay. But that was just a funny story that happened from that night. Like, when we showed up, I don't think he remembered us. But I think from while he was still there, Cody was pretty detrimental. Well, no, wait, no. Detrimental. That's not the word. Instru no. Instrumental. <laughs> Instru now I need a thesaurus. Uh, instrumental in our. Uh, I like de I like detrimental. Someone will transcribe this and it'll turn into a big thing. I really hope not. That's why. Oh, I it will. Do you know them wrestling journalist rats? They'll run with one of these things. Of course. But my whole beef beef says Cody is detrimental. Stop it, Nelly. All right, my guys. <laughs> no. no, stop it. It's, it's not. He was, we're fucking around. It's not that serious. I know. I know. I know. But yeah. like, someone do it. Someone do it. Because by the time we were signed. Cody was there for maybe another year. And for our first year there, Cody was very instrumental to what we accomplished there. He, he took a liking to us. He actually went out of his way to agent some of our matches. Uh, he was a very, very, a very, very positive figure to have there. And I miss him. And uh, I still not very often. Like I, I still keep in touch with him to this day. Every now and then I reach out to him and tell him I love what he's doing and, you know, he's someone that I'm very proud to know and I guess to call a friend. So right. now there. does does he smell better than Danny Moff, though? No one on not. So this isn't just for wrestlers. This is just anyone in this planet that has ever existed has never smelled better than Dan Moff. I agree. A hundred percent. Nicest smelling human I've ever met. Yep. All you got to do is go down to those bodegas in Newark and get those body oils. I don't know how I would That's feel a secret? About Did you just expose Moff? <laughs> you mentioned you That's guys. That's going to be had... the headline. Not <laughs> Cody's detrimental. That's going to be the headline. No, he's going to fly to Florida and eat me. <laughs> you mentioned you guys have signed contracts. How long uh, will we see you in the Ring of Honor AEW? Is that something you could talk about? Well, uh, I can tell you we signed our first contracts literally on New Year's Eve of 2020. Awesome. And I can't really talk about like what the future holds, right? But and on sticking around for a long time and really help bolstering up that tag division and Ring of Honor. You know, everyone wants to say, you know, they love to be on TV every week and the you know the champions and be featured every week, and that's great and everything. But I'm not a demanding person. I don't expect the world. I'm very happy with what we're doing. I know it's not perfect yet, and we're still, you know, not really throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks, but we're still trying. We're trying to find our stride. You'll notice every match we're trying to do something different, trying to see what sticks, trying to see what people like. And that's what wrestling is. How have now, you I know you said, oh, sorry, Kev. How have you utilized um, social media to, uh, to gain more exposure in terms of your guys' actual like personas and characters? 
I'm going to be 100% honest. That's really mostly Bronson and Jameson because I, I told you I hate social media and I'm not right. very good at it. But uh, they we we try to film stuff when we're on the road, whether it's for just stuff to post on Instagram and Twitter or for uh, being the Dark Order because we've been we've been featured on some of those episodes. We we just try to find either anywhere with weights or just go to a gym and just film ourselves being silly and horny and stuff like that. <laughs> Matt, silly and horny. Last one for me before uh, before you go, and then we'll wrap it up uh, eventually. Um, did you ever think, like back when you started, like how like high was your confidence back then when you were Beefcake Charlie and you were doing the stuff with you know the aesthetic males and Gibbs and all that stuff, like which was awesome, which was entertaining as hell. But how how did you see your career going then, and has it met like kind of what your expectations may have been at the time? I think it's. I was just in a whole different mindset back then. Obviously, you know me. I'm. I'm a ham. I love making people laugh. I love entertaining people. But it was. I don't know. I. I kind of. Not really my wrestling more seriously, but I wish I kind of took myself, and my physical appearance a little more seriously back then. I kind of thought like at the time it was like, well, I could just make people laugh and I can get away with anything. I mean, not 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 calling it easy or anything because like I'm. A good example is like I love Cole Cabana. And it's like, at the time I thought like, oh, I could try to be like the next Cole Cabana because people love him and he's, and he's over and he's everywhere and people love him. And like, it just, obviously it's a lot harder than he makes it look, he makes it look. And I wasn't really going anywhere with it until, you know, me and Bronson, Bronson was kind of doing his own thing, but you know, he was only, he was only like a couple of years in, maybe like two or three years in. And then we kind of just, we were both not really doing much, so we got the idea to team together. Do you prefer tag team uh, work? Because I know you were you Aesthetics Enterprise with Gibbs Aesthetic for a males. while. Mm -hmm. um, well, yeah, most of my career I have been a tag wrestler. I don't think I really prefer one or the other. I guess if if I had to say I prefer one, it would, you know, if, I, if I'm doing tag matches and, like, there's multiple people in the match, like, I can pick up multiple people and throw them around, which always gets a great reaction from the crowd. But, you know, I don't really get to do too many singles matches, but it doesn't say I don't like doing them. Oh, no, my internet. Do you have a... Um... How how and how? What is your relationship with Tony Khan? Is he involved with a lot of the Iron Savages stuff, or do you ever well, get feedback from him? So the thing is, Tony is a very, 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 extremely, extremely, very busy guy. Of course. And most of the time, I feel not afraid to talk to him, but it's like, uh, well, I'm just. He has so much to do, and I'm he like I'm down here, and like I don't want to bother him with my ideas or problems. But he's not like that. He's a very nice guy. He'll give you the time of day. And he watches all our matches from Gorilla and Ring of Honor, and he'll give us he'll give us feedback, tell us what he likes, what he doesn't like. He's very, very hands-on. Like, he, I've never met a guy in a position of power in wrestling that really, really cares like he does. Not just about his overall product, but, but about the well-being and happiness of all his employees. So that's it's, I'm, I'm very happy to work for him. If you were a gambling man. I'm not. Do you, do you think Tony Khan does the mannerism? Do you think he spreads the cheeks and he eats the butt? Do you want to hear a story? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. <laughs> after one of these, after one of our matches, you know, it, it got a very good, <laughs> he was, um, he came to the, he, he was like congratulating us on the match. And then we're walking away and he goes, 
Oh, Iron Savages, by the way, great job with, with the butt munching stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he called ah. it butt munching. And said, That's you know, like, fucking fantastic. He called them his regular friends, which I guess are like friends that don't watch wrestling. Okay. That maybe sometimes do, like sporadically. He was like, yeah, my regular friends were watching. They said they loved it. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, great. And then we started walking. Like, thank you. Thank you. That's so great. And then we started walking away again. And then he calls us back a third time. And he goes, hey, guys. And then we look back. And he just, and he does it in front of us. <laughs> he went, That's Whoa! awesome. That's <laughs> fucking hysterical. God, that, and that, that has to be like my the... brain. And I will never ever forget <laughs> as long as I live. That also has to be like the biggest that that's a compliment though when yes. you know it's working right when when Tony Khan takes a couple minutes out of his day to watch that and then have a good laugh with you about it. I think that's awesome. That's a fucking yeah. great story, man. Another time was when we really first started doing the Titty City thing. Um it it it, it was the first time a big Titty City chant broke out in the crowd and the agent for our match was goes, "Oh my god, they're chanting titties." And then <laughs> Because we, no, we were told this after our match, and then Tony, Tony's like, Tony thought Tony thought the crowd was chanting meat, but uh, the agent the agent goes, no, they're chanting. I think they're chanting titties, and Tony's like, he's like listening more, and then he smacks the agent on the shoulder and goes, oh my god, they're screaming titties. <laughs> For someone who said they got out of wrestling and then got back in. Uh, you had the opportunity, you and and uh, and Bronson and Jack Jameson, to share the ring uh, with the Von Erics in Texas a couple months ago. How awesome was that? So, first of all, let me just say, Brian Keith, who, well, that that show was in Texas. Brian Keith coming out to Mike Jones, still tipping in Texas. <laughs> got I thought that was a huge pop, but then to be in the ring when Stranglehold is playing. And the Von Erichs come out, and the place is going wild, and we had a hell of a six-man tag. That, you know what? That's a match that I left out. That's one of the ma matches I'm probably most proud about. It's got to be. That was a fantastic night, and a fantastic match, and an awesome atmosphere. Now, I got uh, two, two questions from me. One, no because we have a mutual friend. Uh, I don't know if you remember when we went to the hockey game. Uh, you used to work with him at the liquor store. Uh, we call him Ears, but you would know him as Alex. So, oh yeah, I love Alex. I've been he'll he'll be thrilled to hear that you were on the show. Oh, of course. But secondly, I gotta ask everybody. Oh, here we go. When this was might be a last, great answer. When was the last time you shit your pants? Huh. Oh, a thinker. He's a thinking. Uh, uh, it wasn't Disney. It was... Uh... Happiest place on <laughs> Earth. That's the name of the episode. It wasn't Disney. That was close. It was a close call that one day, but I didn't. Were you just dude, walking around or were you riding something? Dude, it's it's probably... it was. I was walking around, but honestly, it's probably sometimes when it's to and from the gym. Because I don't know what it is. Me and my buddy Bam, we joke about it. We call it the magnets in our stomach. Like, if you think you're not going to make it in time, you're like, oh, dude, the magnets are pulling really hard today. <laughs> and it's it's either every day. It's literally every day, either when I get to the gym or when I come back from the gym. I don't know what it is. Like, I think I, I want to see a doctor about it because I don't think this is normal. And it concerns me some days. But then other days I'm just like, oh, it's yeah, it's just the magnets. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> the magnets. The magnets. But 
when it actually like happened. I I've just had maybe close to a hundred close close calls like when the in the last two years, but like nothing <laughs> ever. Enough ever in the ring, like Stone Cold, uh, or Sid? No, but uh, <laughs> in the ring, no, no. But I have been in the ring with someone who has. Nice. Vader? I don't say his name because uh, no, you don't have hurt. to. But how how does that like like how does right. that get? All like, right. Is, how, no, you don't. Don't please don't. I don't want you to throw anybody under the bus. But how does that like it happens? And then what do you guys do? Like someone's like, "Hey, I shit my pants. Let's go Take home." Take it home. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'm don't just gonna do say it. it. Don't do it. <laughs> it was Nick Gage. Nick Gage. <laughs> oh, yeah. fine. Why does it not surprise me? It was on a Beyond Wrestling show. And <laughs> he said, well, I well. shit my motherfucking pants. It was kind of like uh, I gave him a body slam. And then like I picked him up and I gave him another one. And he said the second one is where it happened. And like I smelled it. He rolled out of the ring and the people in the crowd smelled it. And uh, like he apologized. He apologized in the back later. And he was like. And he was like, yeah, man, I'm sorry. I had a really fuck. It was those fucking gas station burritos, man. Fuck, fuck me up, man. And I'm like, was hey. It on the way up or was it on the way down? I, I think it happened like when he just landed on the mat. I guess the four. <laughs> but then he rolls out of the ring and you guys just, you guys just take it home? No. <laughs> well, luckily it wasn't a very long match. It was How many fucking tables did you have to put him through? It was no, actually, it was only like a five-minute match, and then it ended in some kind of schmaz. It was like a total gimmick match, but <laughs> very words. And then later, I saw him throw the shorts away. I'm like, oh no, 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 dude, no! Someone will probably buy those. Oh, you know, 100 percent, somebody would. Some fucking weirdo. Hold, oh, that's fucking hysterical, bro. Um, after, was uh, the uh, the big uh, the big tournament that GCW does every year? Is it the Nick Gage Invitational? Tournament of Survival. It was one of them. Okay. It, it was one of them, and I remember the his he won it, and the blood-soaked camo shorts that he wore for the whole tournament. Some fan bought him off him right after the tournament for six hundred bucks. Oh, People are fucking weird. Yeah, man. Ugh. What's the uh? So so we had uh, Kate from Fightful on before for Kate's Corner, and you know like. Being a woman in the wrestling industry isn't the easiest thing, and her DMs probably get flooded with weird shit. But as a beefy boy, what's the weirdest shit that slid into your DMs? Oh, I'm not really phased by anything anymore. But it's uh, let's just say I have a very certain demographic that likes to watch me wrestle. Girl, uh, mostly people that look like. Me. So it's ah, yeah, it's big just... fan of the ba- the Bears are big fans. Roar! Huh? Oh yeah, you know. <laughs> How do you think? How do you think I was able to to make money when I was struggling on the indies? Is is, is the wizard <laughs> texting you from beyond the dead? <laughs> uh, no, thank God. He only DM'd me once when he was still alive, and nothing ever happened. I swear. How many times did he DM you after he died? <laughs> Thankfully, none. Right, buddy. Sure, you weren't getting any fucking texts from like KM, like fucking with you, like, hey, it's me. Uh, Kevin still talks to me in the in that voice to this day. <laughs> of course he does. Hey. That's one thing that'll never get old, man. That, the fucking uh, wizard's been gone a long time, but goddamn, the the fucking moments were just 
just cherished. Oh, yeah. So, no, I'll never meet another old man like that in my life again. You better hope so, buddy. <laughs> the, uh, you're, you're a big guy, uh, and I saw the video from KM of you guys coming back from... Uh, oh, on the plane. Yeah. Is it, uh, is it uncomfortable for you to get those long flights jamming into those fucking tiny seats? Well, it depends on where I sit. I mean, like I have I have pretty good status with United Airlines, so I, I get a lot of complimentary like first class upgrades and Oh nice. I, I can upgrade to like economy plus for no charge and like I actually have room in those seats. They're not as small as people think. Or uh I'll just hey, like no one's in this exit row. Let me just jump in here and I can literally like lay across the seats. Yeah. What do you uh Oh, I don't know how they do it. Like forget like Satinum. I don't know. He does it every week. That's a big. He's a big man. That's over seven feet tall. It's a lot of man there. What um? What do you hope for the Iron Savages in twenty twenty four? I guess a lot. I guess like most people would just say, you know, we want more TV time and we want to be featured more. But what I really want to see is, I just want to. I I want to see us. I want to see us gel. I want to see us find our stride. I want to. Like I said, I hate social media, but I know I have to work on it and try to expand my presence, which, you know, it's kind of tough when you see fans just yelling at each other every day. It makes you not want to be a part of it, but I know it comes with the job and I just, I want to get, I want to get our presence known. I want, I want people to know who we are and I want people to want to, I want people to want to see us. That's really what it comes down to. So. So, like, obviously, part of our job is to be critical about stuff that we see and 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 don't necessarily like, or or we compliment stuff that we do like. But something I'll never be critical of and always compliment is your ability to do impressions of professional wrestlers. <laughs> something that is literally uncanny. Who is your favorite wrestler to do the voice of, and can you leave our audience with a little bit? Well, I don't know. I've done like. I, I've done a Macho Man impression so much, but I don't even think it's that good. Uh, I mm. is your do you, you you have a good Brett, right? Don't you have a good Brett or no? Not really. I mean, no. like all you got to do is just kind of talk like in a low tone and just kind of try to put on a little bit of a Canadian accent. But like, I don't know, someone to like alter my voice and really sound like I really don't know anymore. Also, my voice has changed, right? Weirdly oh, enough. congratulations. You hit puberty? I know. Sometimes, dude, I'm 33 years old. My voice still cracks sometimes. The magnets weren't the only thing dropping in Bear's life. <laughs> I mean, thank God they finally did. <laughs> All right, so, you're not, so basically I just I set something up. I set us up for failure. You're not going to do one, basically. I mean, I don't want to leave you hanging, but uh, I don't even know. I don't really know any that I even do real good. I, I don't want to embarrass myself. What about Warrior? You did a good Warrior. Uh, Ask Kevin to tell you a joke. Let's make it really uncomfortable. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll embarrass the <laughs> fuck out of myself. Why don't you do a Beefcake Charlie impersonation? Oh God, you've been right, hearing uh, that for almost an hour. I was just trying to give you an out, bro. <laughs> That's it. That's you got it. a Nick That's, Gage? Yeah. Can you do a Nick Gage? <laughs> I shit my fucking pants. <laughs> it's, That's just that all. DK all, all day. Really, he, he was just very. He's like, hey man, you know. I'm, I'm fucking sorry about that, man. You know, it's just like that. Sometimes, you know, man, it's fucked up how they just leave that food all out and they just expect to fucking eat it, man. It's 
you know, I just, I just didn't have any choice. I was fucking hungry, man. You know, just, just fucking shit myself, man. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. I fucking love Boom. it. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, Beef, it. you've been fantastic. I know he said he's not big on social media, but give him a follow at Bear underscore Boulder on Twitter. On Instagram, it's at Boulder underscore AEW. Maybe if he gets more followers, he'll do more stuff on social media. I'll be silly. Yeah. Follow the stuff. silly man. Yeah. And you can see him every Thursday night on ROH Honor Club, uh, ringofhonor.com. And, uh, you know, you never know when he's going to pop up on Collision, Dynamite, Rampage. The Iron Savages are a force to be reckoned with in 2024, yeah, people. Fuck yeah. Stay tuned. Big things to come. I love it. Next time you're up in Jersey, let's, get, let's uh, hit a Devils game, baby. You know it. Actually, I'll be seeing them soon. They're playing at Tampa again, and then they're playing at Sunrise later in the year. Yep, that's right. Yeah, of course. The, yeah, I know. There it is. Boom. Love you guys. Beef, thanks for your time, brother. Love be you, well. Enjoy too, the rest brother. of your night. Be well. Anytime. Good luck, guys. See ya. Big, beefy boy. That's my right. dude. I, I, he's just so relaxed, so chill. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Like, when I saw him last, it was just like, like I like he's like Austin Theory. I'm like, wait, you've never done the show? Like, I thought you'd been on the he, show before. Yeah, I think he was at the very first anniversary show, the fourth year anniversary show, the one, you know, the first one we did live. That at, at, at Egan's? Yes. Yes. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, he was there with the whole the whole crew came. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yep. But he wasn't on the show. Uh, we he, didn't do guests, did we? He did like some, I think he participated in trivia with us. There were a couple of fellas that stepped up. Oh, yeah. That's nice. right. That was awesome. Love the yep. beefcake. Yep. Oh yeah. Do we uh do we want to take a little break ski so we could uh refuel up for the second half of the show? Sounds great. Yeah, sure. Uh, what was that, Tony? Ugh. Yeah. Uh. Fucking tired old man. That's what that's Oh, what don't be is. tired old man, T Donk. No, don't be tired old man. Okay, let me just fucking turn it off. Turn it on, baby. How fucking great was it? Nick Gage shit his pants. Ah, oh, brilliant. Brilliant <laughs> stuff. Boulder. Dude, that's going to get picked up. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not like the Kate was pants. on the show before, but still in the chat. So that's going to get picked up. Fucking A. Love it. Love it. Here for it all day. Oh, sorry. Uh, three words. Um, what are they? What the fuck are they? That's four words. That's five. That's five. Uh, Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. Back after this. We'd like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in every Monday night to listen to The Shining Wizards. If you'd like to continue to support us outside of listening, we've got a few ways for you to do that. If you shop at Amazon, go over to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com, do your shopping as usual, and when you make your purchase, a little bit of that purchase price will go back to support the show. If you like to wear t-shirts, Merch.ShiningWizards.com will take you to our Pro Wrestling Tees store, where we've got over a dozen great designs from over 11 years of professional wrestling podcasting. You can become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast, and the more you support us, the more things that you're entitled to receive, and believe me, they are fantastic. Continue to listen to us wherever you listen to us on the World Wide Web. And make sure you like, rate, review, subscribe. Do all that good stuff. Helps us out. And we can continue to bring you the love fest that is The Shining Wizards. 
time for your weekly lineup of shows on the Shining Wizards Network. On Mondays, check out the latest from Gorilla Brain, featuring the year of Duke and Rogue, covering the history of wrestling year by year. Also from Gorilla Brain is the Tots Pod with handsome Kevin and Loverboy L, telling people to get off the lawn and reviewing wrestling figures. Also on Mondays, get your horror fix with 30 Screams or Less featuring Steve and Corey, where they review a horror film in 30 minutes or less. Monday Night's Live, it's The Shining Wizards, where it's wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Wednesday Nights, it's the Mark Order Podcast, covering everything AEW with Ant Money. Kate the Great, Ryan Schlong, and Asian Joe. Get your metal fix on Fridays with Snowy and Aaron on Radioactive Metal, the longest-running metal podcast on the planet. Saturdays, it's High Five Tom and Will Mercier on ROH Revelry, covering the history of Ring of Honor. On Sundays, it's an inconclusive breakdown with Justin and Vince, covering the week in pop culture, politics, and more. The Shining Wizards Network also features other great shows, including Bread Club, where Kieran and Matt cover everything New Japan Pro Wrestling. The Brocast, where brothers Alan and Tom watch some of the greatest and not-so-great matches in wrestling. Turnbuckle Throwbacks, where the Impact Playa Phil Rea discusses current wrestling while paying homage to the past. And Wrestling Night in Canada, where Snowy, Matt, and Dustin put a north-of-the-border perspective on the world of wrestling. Enjoy all the great shows on the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment, here. You ever find yourself in the men's room and you've had one wind jammer that's stuck in your butthole and it just doesn't want to come out, no matter how hard you push or try to cut it, you need to get yourself a pair of turd tongs. With a comfort tip and a cushion grip, it's the easiest way to get those wind jammers out of your butthole. And if you act now, you can get the bonus butt scraper absolutely free. Get a set for your car, put a set in the office, have one in each bathroom in your home. Turd tongs and the butt scraper will absolutely help you. You'll be so happy, you'll want to spend every waking moment in the men's room, even if you don't have to go to the bathroom. So get on the phone right now. Call 551-333-1030 for only $19.95 plus $3 shipping and handling. Or send check or money order to Turd Tongs at the address on your screen. That we Turd got, Tongs uh, commercial yeah, we, tickles me every we time. Got more, we got more products coming. I've been in touch with uh, Inclusive. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. And uh, their innovation department is going to be sending us new commercials soon. So I like that innovation department, new commercials. You know what else is new, Tony, Kevin? Uh, Nick Gage's drawers. No, 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 my friends. Brand new tiers on the Patreon. We have reformatted our Patreon. So if you're out there, you want to support the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast, you can do, you can do so right now for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash wizards podcast and we're just going to run down really quickly um at the one dollar level you enter the jobber phase your support is what keeps the train rolling become a lovable jobber and help us look good maybe you're not happy with the jobber maybe you want to be the curtain jerker for three dollars a month You'll have access to our Patreon-exclusive episode library, not just the episodes that we do when you join up, but everything we've done beforehand. So we put out, uh, right now we're, we're pop, popping out two shows a month. 
Um, so at $3 a month, you get access to all the bonus content. $5 a month, you're on the mid-card, dude. Uh, and you'll have access to all the exclusive episodes. And at the end of every single show, uh, you will get credit as a producer each week. So $5 a month, you get a bonus content, and you see your fun name on our YouTube videos here. $10 a month, you're a legend, brother. Dude. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what the legends get to do. All right? For $10 a month, you will not only become a Patreon producer with access to the exclusive episodes, dude. But each month, you get given exclusive access to our online stream yard chat for a bonus episode, brother. That's right. $10 a month, you get to join one of the four of us, maybe more, as we do a little bonus episode in the stream yard just for the Patreon people. $25 a month, you can become the main event. And that $25 contribution will become a Patreon producer with access to exclusive episodes. You get the StreamYard chat, and each month you'll get to pick the topic and take part in a Patreon bonus episode. So now you, you, get, to, you get to decide what we're going to shoot the shit about. This is going to become a Patreon exclusive. And then... The biggest of them all. $50 a month, you're a Hall of Famer. You'll be inducted into the Shining Wizards Hall of Fame. For your $50 a month, you'll get everything from the tiers below. Plus, you get to sit in and be part of this show. So, look, you want to sit in? You want to do? You want to interview Bear Bronson? A beefy boy, Boulder, whatever the fuck his name is. Too many, too many names in my brain right now. Too much going on. You could do fifty bucks a month. I know it's a lot, and if you don't have it, I understand. You can go down oh, to the yeah. one dollar tier. But man, you want to sit in with us on a show? Boom! So check it out. Wizards Podcast, uh, Patreon dot com slash Wizards Podcast. Yeah, man. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, I like it. Fuck. It's a it's, yes. it's a big opportunity. For people who's got the buku bucks. Also want to shout out, birthday shout out to a longtime listener and friend. Happy birthday, Lisa. It's Lisa's birthday today, people. Happy on birthday, February Lisa. Of, February 5th of this wonderful year. Did not know that. Happy birthday, Lisa. Something. You learn something new every day. Yep. Right. Yep. All right. Now, where do we want to take this party, guys? Did anyone watch NXT Vengeance Day? Uh, I did. Didn't. Me, me and KJG? That's right. Uh, all right, so I'm going to put up the picks here for you guys. Okay. I did something fancy, too. We could talk over this. I, I had like a little this. time yesterday, so that's not <laughs> what, what I wanted to pull up. That's huge. That was, that was stupid. Who picked, um, who picked Rogue? <laughs> we, uh, we picked Vengeance Day, and you can see if you're watching in YouTube form uh, the picks that came in. Um, everybody essentially picked the same across the board with the exception of uh, KJG taking Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams in the tag match, um, mm -hmm. which uh, hurt KJG a little. But he bounced back because Kevin was the only one that took Dijak against Joe oh, yeah. Gacy. Tony went with uh, Out the Mud. Yeah, figured why not. Shoot my shot. Against the D'Angelo family. And then uh, everyone else across the board had... Ly Lyra Oba Dragonoff. Um, so you find ourselves with a uh, 
leader in Brunden, who's not even here. He's nine and one. KJG makes up some ground, eight and two. Tony's out of the mud, and Joe Gacy picks set him back to seven and three, along with me and HK. Uh, so we are two pay per views in PLEs, whatever you want to call them, and. Uh, Tony's already two games behind Brunden. His reign of terror may be in jeopardy. Oh, I think it is. In, Febu- in, fe- in February. You guys are nuts. February. And we got a couple weeks till Elimination Chamber. Which will be our next uh, pay-per-view pick. So mm. That's pretty exciting. That's a great point, though. I just... I- Thinking about Elimination Chamber, like, what is there to fight for in Elimination Chamber now? Nothing! Like, absolutely yeah. nothing! Stupid! <laughs> You're so stupid! <laughs> you win nothing! Absolutely nothing! Oh Red my snapper? God. <laughs> Supplies! <laughs> Bro, I had a sleepover when I was, like, 14, 15 years old for my birthday. And oh, there was, yeah? like, 12 of us in the basement. And someone kept yelling supplies, and we couldn't stop fucking laughing. Because <laughs> it's funny. It's very funny. Um, um, how do you feel that movie ages, by the way, UHF? I oh, it's, it's fantastic. Great. Love that movie. I, I do, too. I actually own it. I, I own the old, back when DVDs were a thing. I, oh, I, I, got, I got it on DVD. the shelf over here, too. Uh, but I, God, I feel like it's not as great as like I thought it was when I was younger. That makes sense. It's it's what the kids call a uh, cult classic. Fair enough. Not Love the it. greatest movie, but highly entertaining. I like. Lo- I remember loving it in high school. Absolutely loving it. But then it's, it always pops up on like IFC or something like that, like one of those TV like movie channels. You got. It's like ooh. Yeah, and you got uh, Anthony Geary. You got, you got Fran Drescher. Uh, yeah, and and uh, Michael Richards. Who wants a drink from the fire hose? Fucking fantastic. He was off the charts insane in that fucking movie. <laughs> All right, so we digress. We digress. I like when we um, digress. <clears throat> NXT Vengeance Day. Uh, we don't have to go through every match, but overall, KGG, how did you feel about the show? So, as not a habitual watcher of NXT, I was kind of going in a little fresh, but I'll tell you right now, if... Trick Daddy, or is that his name? Trick Daddy? Trick, Trick Williams. Trick Williams. Trick Williams and uh, Dragonoff isn't a candidate for match of the year. Dude, that was so exciting. And so they did a great job of wrestling and telling a story with their wrestling and with the mellow stuff. Like, totally, totally, like, won me over. Like, I was going through, like, the kind of, like, you know, fast forward a little bit, this and that. Not that match. I watched twice because it was that good. Um, the the uh, if you want to go to the women's match, that confused me a little bit uh, with uh, with uh, Lola Vice getting involved. I guess cashing in NXT's version of Money in the Bank. Yeah, but she won they, that. Uh, what the fuck did they call it? The women's. It's like the contract. It's like call. It, it's kind of like it's they they use the terms like they use for Money in the Bank, like cashing in, like they the contract that she won. Um, somewhere, but still, like even then, it made it really, it made it really exciting. As as confused as I was, her involvement made the match really, really exciting. And you never really knew at that point. Everything was up in the air. I still thought that Lola had a very good chance, or Lyra had a really good chance of um of retaining. But they didn't. They they kept you on the edge of your seat for that match a hundred percent. 
That's the uh, thank you apron bump. It's the breakout tournament. That's right. Yes. Breakout. Yeah, I I um I enjoyed the back half of this show. Uh, and to your point with the triple threat, I think the uh, I think first of all them uh, signing Roxanne Perez, like she's going to be a megastar, and she's like twenty three years old. Teasing her heel turn because you know it's coming. Uh, when I don't know, but there was glimpses here during this match, um, and I think it's going to be awesome. She's so very who much. Would, who would she turn on? Huh, me. Um, <laughs> Ah! I think she. I think you're starting to see some heel tendencies from her that weren't there um, before. She's a heel. So I think I don't know who you have her turn on, right? But, uh, you know, it, I, I'm not in tune with with everything NXT is doing, but I'm sure. Right. You know, it's just it's one of those things that the, they when the turn happens, they will look back and they will. They, oh well, this is where the cracks in the foundation started in this three way where she maybe did something less favorable, something she usually doesn't do. Let me ask you this, Matt. Do and Tony as well. Oh. Has there oh. ever been like a heel turn where someone doesn't actually turn on somebody? Like has someone like other than like being off and like coming back, like has has anyone all of a sudden just decided I'm a bad guy now? Uh I think the fans decided for Brett during that match with Austin. Okay. That makes sense. That mania, right? 13. Right. And he didn't necessarily turn on Austin because that was a double turn because Austin yeah. was the bad guy. Uh, that's a good well, one. Well, um, he did put Austin back in the sharpshooter and then Ken Shamrock had to break it up, right? Right. But here's the thing, though. But Austin was the bad guy. Like, he doesn't, like, turn on his uh, fellow, like, good guy. You know what I mean? So, like, that was just a complete, like, one in a million double turn that worked out perfectly. So like I can't think of another off the top of my head like maybe maybe Bob, maybe Hulk Hogan turning babyface with Bob Backlund <laughs> like he's good now he's good now like well Hogan he came doesn't... out to save Bob Backlund did he yeah Bob Backlund was getting beat up by the Samoans and the Hulkster came out and saved him okay all right and that was what... he changed his ways <laughs> but like has anyone ever turned heel without actually turning on somebody huh. When you say turning on somebody, like an action in the ring? Yeah, like, say, like, yeah, basically is what I'm saying. Okay. Or, like, like Orndorf, obviously. Orndorff didn't pick up Hogan's phone call, and that's what. No, no but he Hogan turned on Hogan. Off. Okay. I mean, you got the opposite. When Bobby Heenan tried selling Hercules' contract. Right. But um, yeah, no. I mean, you could also say the same thing with Big Boss Man when uh, when he uh, turned babyface. He didn't, he didn't necessarily hit anybody, but he saved Jake the Snake with the handcuffs, unlocked him from the handcuffs. But like, I guess turning heel, I guess like... there's got to be something from like those last two years of WCW where someone just was a bad guy, was a good guy one week and just was a bad guy next week, and there was no rhyme or reason. Fair. That's that's probably our best bet. <laughs> that's that's hundred percent. Or or big show. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh Matthew Birch said he really enjoyed the Di Jack Gacy match. I think Die Jack is constantly doing some of the best work on the NXT roster as of late. I did enjoy that match. Um stuff like Joe Gacy smiling and laughing while he's getting pinned, like just kind of takes me out of it. 
And maybe I'm picking nits. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to say you are, but I think that's part of his new character. He's kind of like a goofy psycho type deal. Like where sure, he, but like he was just a psycho. Yeah, but like while you're getting pinned, if you have enough, if you're fat, your facilities are still there where you can laugh and smile, but you can't kick out. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe his facilities aren't there, and it's just like a, it's just an impulse. I think you guys mean faculties, but I'll allow it. What did I say? Facilities? You both said I think facilities. I said facilities. <laughs> if his buildings aren't there. If his bathrooms are not in order, yes. why is he smiling and laughing while he's getting pinned? <laughs> what the fuck are we doing, people? If we can't house these people, then Joe Gacy's going to laugh all day. How can Nick Gage clean his drawers? If his facilities are not working. <laughs> that's I'm telling you right now, that's getting picked up. <laughs> like that's I don't think anyone wants to pick up Nick Gage's filthy drawers. <laughs> the motherfucker shining wizard said I shit my pants. Yo, oh, him, that's yo, all we need. Beaver? Him and Beefer would have, yo, imagine this turns into like this huge feud with Beefer and Nick Gage. <laughs> uh, I don't watch G, I don't watch GCW, so. Okay. <laughs> right I want to watch head. that Nick Nemeth uh, Ziggler, I mean, a uh, Broski match. I do want to see that. You do? Now, I will do. you ever see it? Probably not. Uh, Correct. Dijak. Ding. Dijak does rule, Kate. I just hope that now that this. Dijak Gacy thing. Hopefully, it's over. We can. I think Dijak deserves better. I think he deserves to be in the main event spotlight. Yeah, he's been busting his hump there for a long time now. He has. Did you um? Did you enjoy the the mellow turn on Trick? It's weird though because now they have to play it off on SmackDown unless he's done with SmackDown. Like if he's done on SmackDown, like he was like a baby face on SmackDown, feuding with like Austin Theory and Grayson Waller. So now they point. have to, unless he's off of SmackDown and back in NXT full time. Then I thought I thought they did a gimmick where he signed the contract. Uh, apparently, he will explain his actions on NXT this Tuesday night. They just announced it on social media. Okay. I mean, listen, that, also a great point, Kev. If they're just ripping the WrestleMania main event away from Cody, why not have the same character be a heel and a face on separate shows? Yeah. Why the fuck? Let's not? get crazy. Let's Jerry get Waller did it throughout the nineties. Oh, stop it! That was yeah, but Memphis and WWE. There, you weren't watching Memphis every Saturday morning because you didn't have access to it. TNA's on access. Hey, ask me if I would have watched it if I did have access to it. How old would you have been? No. Who me? Yeah. In my twenties. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's something. If tw- <laughs> like if you were like. Would 14-year-old Matt watch Memphis Wrestling if it was on Saturday mornings? The answer is yes, 100%. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, like, 20-year-old Matt definitely would not. Maybe he would tape it and then watch it later. Fair enough. Um, So that's NXT. Uh, Tony, I know you hate AEW, but, man, let me tell you something. They're firing on all cylinders, huh? They're doing a... I don't know much about... I don't know. Yeah, there's still some things. Like, I think I'm with... uh, I think Handsome Kevin said it last week. Like, 
I just don't give a fuck about Hangman Adam Page, man. Nope. And me can either. can we just have one person in the company grow a goofy mustache? I don't need to see Roderick Strong's goofy mustache and Adam Page's goofy mustache. And what's Decide. his nuts always? And what's his nuts always had a goofy mustache from FTR? Ah, uh, yes, FTR bald. Yeah, bald. Yeah, bald. bald to you. Hardwood. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, but then Hangman Page he put the caterpillar under his nose. Then Roderick did it. Oh, let me ask you a few AEW questions. Sure. Oh, here we go. Let's go. Um, I need to refill my drink for this. Hold on. Is um, is Wardlow hurt? Yes. So, th- so he, his knee gave out on him during that match against. Um, oh, that match! God damn it, Commander! I just fuck yeah, thank you, Commander. I just are oh, you, he got you... hurt fucking wrestling one of the Mexican guys. Dude, yeah, but he was oh, just doing like a you? like a, a spot where he's like picking yeah. somebody up and his knee buckled. But he claims on the socials that he's not hurt. But other people say he might be a little more hurt than he is. Are you asking because you saw Crowbar's uh, post? No, I'm I'm asking because I read something about it like days ago, and I kind of forgot because about it until we started. Crowbar kind of made it seem like it was Commander's uh, triple Fault? doozy moonsault thing that hurt Wardlow. It's possible. Oh, it is possible. I only noticed when he went to pick him up that his knee buck knee buckled. Now, oh, that was. Go ahead. Go ahead. If that was if that was after the moonsault thing, then that makes perfect sense. If it was before, then the moonsault probably didn't do it. Um, All right, let me ask you this: yeah. um, the CMLL guys—they already started yeah. wrestling. I yes. loved it. Loved it. Did we loved get any kind invasion. of? Did we get any kind of intro like, "Hey, this is so and so. This is so and so," or "Hey, CMLL's here." So, t- Matt, do you mind if I field this one? You go ahead, buddy. So they kind of did like a thing like like the radicals. Like if you remember when like Benoit, Malenko. Uh, oh, except Saturn. for when these guys showed up, nobody cared because nobody knew who the fuck they were. But once once Mox got involved in the crowd at first, it was kind of just like when Road Dog got involved. And then after the match, Mox gave him like the fucking double birds. I think that's I think he did that. Like he went did up Moxley win? Them. Yeah, Mox won. So Moxley wrestled Jeff Hardy. Oh, and Jeff, Jeff Hardy from Hardy CMLL. Oh, I love that. No, no, no. Jesus. Come on, Tony. Can you see the writing on the wall? What are you singing? That's his. That was his singles music. All the bands in town are bang. The phone machine, no finger bang. <laughs> Jeff Hardy opens the show and he takes on John Moxley. And during the intro, they, uh, Tony and Sockface, uh, Taz, tell us that the CMLL guys are in the crowd. The CMLL guys are here. I can't it's, wait. CMLL. It's CMLL. And they introduce them as Mystico, Voldor Jr., Mascara Dorado. Voldemort? Vold, Volador Jr. Volador. Oh, Jr. We're senior these days. Henchichero? I will butcher this dude's name. Henchichero? I don't I, I don't know how to pronounce it either, and I literally just watched Collision today. Uh, but because he had a great match with Daniel Bryan. So that was huge. There was, a, there was a spot where... Um, Hardy oh, wait, wait. I re- reverse whips Moxley into the crowd, 
and into the lap of the CML stars, and they start jack-jawing, and then Moxley flips them off, and then Hardy does this thing where he launches into the steps, and then after Moxley wins, then he's giving him like, the double birds, and then they hop the railing, and then they attack him. But the Blackpool Combat Club's not in the house, Tony. They're not there. So it's this un this this AEW... There's one guy I couldn't recognize. Uh, April Bump. Sockface did a voiceover for like 20 second video package, package explaining who these guys were. So then it was Minardi, uh, Cool Hand, uh, Seidel, Wait. Daniels, and somebody else. Is that Seidel? Else. Yeah. He looks Wait, who's weird. Cool I- Hand? Uh, Angelo Parker. I thought you were reading off guys from Mexico. <laughs> cool no, that's Hand? Your that's your boy, man. 3.0. Yes. Angelo Parker. I know who he is. Yes, and then there was six. uh, When I met him in Orlando, he remembered you. Tony? Yeah. Who who would forget this face? Yeah, he said, I remember doing stuff with Shining Wizards Tony. (laughs) Stuff, like butt stuff. (laughs) A lot of hand stuff. Oh, I love hand stuff. They had uh, uh didn't, you, didn't you do stuff with them back in the day? Like, didn't you fuck, do like commentary? Fuck or... yeah! Oh, we did a lot of stuff. Oh yeah. You remember too? Of course. Never forget a hand. Oh, uh, see. <laughs> oh, uh, the CMLL guys had an eight-man on rampage, and then Danielson wrestled. Uh, um, Shichi Joe. Hit oh, who, does anybody Wait, no. give a shit about Dude, these guys? Dude, the match was the match was awesome though. The Danielson Hichi Chichiro match was Chichichu. Yeah, but who it, cares? Nobody knows who these fucking people are. Oh, but come it was on, stop. It was. I, I cared about it because I loved the the, the beatdown stuff that they did on Dynamite. God damn and, it, Kyle! You're very funny, but I am not posting that comment. <laughs> I'll just do this. Uh, I, I um, see. Come yeah, on, man! Cool. This this day and age, you can look up who these fucking guys are if you're really that interested oh, in it, or you no, can let them tell no, the fucking story. Who gives a shit? Why should I have to do homework? Who cares? Well, isn't Mystico Sincara? Oh, we do this every fucking time. I don't it's know. Like, is he? It's like fucking L.A. Park. Hold on, Mystico is Sincara. So I Jeff believe. Hardy had the pleasure of doing a job to fucking set all this nonsense up. But Jeff they're really Hardy, using him. Actually... They're really using him, Hardy boys. Well, aren't they? I'm about to flip a fucking gasket right now. Dude, Dude flip a Mystico, gasket, bro. Mystico is Sin Cara. What is, is that even the phrase? Flip a gasket? Not blow it. a flip, gasket. Go blow a, a gasket. Switch. That's what I'm about to do. No, flip a gasket. Do it. <laughs> Kevin's talking about blowing things, man. <laughs> flip a gasket. Uh, the 5908 minute. I I like balls. I love balls. Excuse me. <laughs> I got orange. I got orange cart when the show starts. <laughs> Fully closed. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, you know what? All right, Scott George mentions MLW in the chat. Isn't this isn't this shit like with CMLL something that Court Bauer would do, where like all of a sudden it's like, hey, here's forty five Mexican guys from our tour of Mexico. You know what I'm saying? There's like no rhyme or reason. It's just boom, Mexican guys. Like, well, I don't so, know. But here's the thing, though. How about? How about we not look at it like that? Like you, they're promoting them as CMLL guys, but how about you promote them as like? How about you take it as like a new faction, like a new group of this, these are new talent. Yeah, but establish these people. Give them a little fucking. Give them a little they something. Did. Let them wrestle some jobbers. No, they didn't. And besides, did. why yeah, are they, they putting they... all these assholes on TV when they got a fucking roster of five hundred wrestlers that they ain't establishing? 
Well, that's here's a point that I wanted to bring up before, but I want to keep going with this. It's kind of like it's the same thing, like Nexus. Like, who the fuck knew the Nexus? Like, uh, yeah, but Nexus, but they're debuting fucking new people like every fucking week. It seems like they're just throwing them out there. To me, this seemed more important. Here's Volador and Mysticos and Callisticos and Felisticos. Uh, Matthew Birch, I'm with Tony on this. AEW has way too many people on the roster that they aren't featuring, but they'll waste time with a random CMLL random angle. angle. Thank you. That's the key yeah. word there. If you're saying like, hey, CMLL's coming to fucking AEW, and they give you like a fucking like, uh, I don't know, Mystico wrestles John Silver and beats the shit out of him for four minutes. All right, now these guys are coming in. Now you see what they can do. Oh, and after a couple weeks, holy shit, they're fucking with Moxley? This is going to be awesome. Now we know these guys are a problem, and they're here to make a name for themselves. Instead of like, oh, we landed in this guy's lap. <sighs> Come on, man. They, they build they that jumped- shit up. They, uh, they Tony Khan, stop eating ass and write this shit the, the correct way. Stop it. Like, they, they, <laughs> to me, they. I mean, I know got... bare ass is delicious. Wait, isolate that. <laughs> I, 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 I stomped over it. Say it again. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Just give me a little build. You know what I'm saying? Like. Just a little, a little song, a little Susan of a build, you know. Sometimes a little taste, a little awe. morsel. Oh, God damn it, Tony, shut up. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes shock and awe is better to me. Like that was cool to me. I did. Was it cool one. when Carlos Colon, the youngster, was just plopped into the Royal Rumble? Carlos Colon yes. in the Royal Rumble. Was how about ninety five? How about fucking? How about fucking Katow challenging Demolition at WrestleMania? Who the fuck is Katow? And they won. <laughs> they squashed him in fucking yeah, four well, seconds. Well, Demolition him. was on the fucking. They already had two feet in the grave at that point. Yeah, they were out. Um. So so okay. So Tony doesn't like this. What else? What were your other questions, T Donk? I'm trying to think of what else there was. I mean, can I, while you're oh, thinking, can oh, I, is, oh, is 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 Rebby is Rebby Hardy breaking up with Matt? Is are they still fighting? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, sorry. I thought maybe I don't you guys know if that's still a thing. This. I know she went on social media a couple weeks ago, but I don't know. I haven't. Yeah, she's a she's a keeper, isn't she? I don't want. To I'm not a guy. Why? Why? Can't, why? Let's not. Don't. Don't put your personal issues out into the, the social media world. That's my advice to you, lady. Correct, ding. Um, here's something I could do with that. I am so... I need a break from Chris Jericho. I need Chris Jericho to fucking go away. It fucking drives me crazy. Kyle Fletcher is the Ring of Honor TV champion. I get it. He's in the fucking Don Callis family. I'm, all, I'm sick of the fucking this Don Callis versus Chris Jericho feud. I don't want to see any more of it, and I don't want to see Chris Jericho beating the fucking Ring of Honor TV champion. It completely devalues a title that I kind of sort of cared about before fucking Judas took a giant stinky shit all over it just to try and get over this fucking Chris Jericho feud that I don't fucking care about. I don't care about anything Chris Jericho does in AEW anymore. Go away. Give me a break from Chris Jericho. Please and thank you. Matthew Birch, my buddy, my BFF. You got to learn who the Nexus guys were through an entire season of fuck, NXT. Who the so when fuck Nexus watched angle happened, NXT? If who I did. The fuck watched What are you kidding show? me? It was the Miz against Daniel Bryan the whole time. It was awesome shit. 
Nobody watched that fucking show. Birch, I love you, but you're out of your balls. I watched it. You can have my balls anytime, Matthew. <laughs> your fucking but yes, to Matt, to this Matt. Oh, NWO, fucking handjob oh. Kyle. Season one of NXT ruled. It fucking sucked. Just, just in, speaking of Matt Hardy, tying it all in together, I just listened to an episode of Matt Hardy's podcast where Justin Gabriel was on it, who was uh, a rookie to uh, Matt's, uh, I guess, coach or whatever, mentor. And he said everything was so fucking stupid. Like, Justin Gabriel and Matt Hardy both admitted it was fucking stupid. All right, so, let me ask you this then. Let me ask you this. Last year of WCW, you loved it, right? Who? You. He ain't talking to me. Yeah, you like 2000, 2001 WCW, right? I, mean, I liked it because it was wrestling. I don't. I wouldn't say I loved it. Okay, but it was stupid. Yeah, WCW. So was you can like things and they can still be stupid. No, but nobody nobody watched NXT. I want. Are you kidding me? Now, nah, Tony, this is like. It's, it's <laughs> oh well, fuck. That's me, like the right? last wrestling show you watched. <laughs> I watched the Royal Rumble two weeks ago. What are you talking about? Kevin, you're, you you kind of sound like you're in like this fucking ivory tower, telling people what they what they can and can't. He watch really does. Here. He really thinks he's holier yeah, than everyone. Right. I, I'll walk it back. I took a little moment there. I'm sorry. <laughs> seems it's all right, like bro. Couple, be passionate, but my seems God. like a couple couple people uh, watch the NXT gimmick. You know, nah, well, just a little consistency, try. bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> just a little I, bit. I, I can only say what I feel at the time. <laughs> Uh, so Hangman Page wrestled uh, oh, we're still talking about this. and then Swerve. Oh, because they had Rob the feast or fire shit, right? They had to pick each other's fucking feast. Yeah, it was uh, pick your pick you pick, <laughs> pick your opponent your feast. match. Yeah, whatever. And now they're gonna have a match this Wednesday night, and the winner gets a shot at Samoa Joe. Oh, I thought you were gonna say a Voldemort. <laughs> no, no Vol Voldar Junior will be in a six man on on Dynamite. Dynamite? Dynamite. Sure. Dynamite. Um, collision mm. was great, I thought. Danielson, seriously, Tony, if you could find time, the Danielson Hichiro match, however, Hetch, Hitch, 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 Chichiro. Whoever Brian, whoever Brian Danielson, whoever he wrestled Saturday night, yes, this is a wrestling podcast. Hichiro. Chicharon, Chicharon. You got, dude, you got to you got to you got to find that match because the match was fucking awesome. It was and a so great, they, great match. I agree. And they did a Wait, great who was job. this again? Danielson and and, and uh, it's spelled H E C H I C E R. And you wanted me to look these people up before the show? Are you out of your fucking mind? I didn't say before the show. You're like, oh, you'll get to know these guys. You could just Google them. Yeah, if I could fucking spell oh, their names. That was... <laughs> yeah. Yes, that was my argument before. <laughs> Hichi Sorrow. All right, Kate. Can I, can I actually tell you that I, I watched some old school wrestling a few weeks ago? Because, as yeah. you know, on January 23rd, uh, you know, 1984, it was the birth of Hulkamania at Madison Square Garden. Uh -huh. I started watching the actual entire card on Peacock. Here's something interesting, right? It was a pretty fucking terrible match. But Mr. Fuji 
teamed up with Tiger Chung Lee and they wrestled the invaders. Yes, those invaders, including the one that killed Brody in the fucking shower. Invader 1 and Invader 2. And apparently they're not very good wrestlers because they went to a time limit draw with Mr. Fuji and Tiger Chung Lee. How's that for a fucking oddball appearance in WWF in 1984? Matt? I don't know what to say. <laughs> what can you say? It's Tiger Chung Lee and Mr. Fuji against the invaders. And they All just right. plopped him in. I mean, that's no what you do. Up. It was a fucking it was a house show in 1984. It was yeah. fucking terrible. Was what did so you bad. expect? I expected something better than that. Iron uh, Mike Sharp probably main evented Hogan at some point. Matthew then. Birch <laughs> will not let this go. Go back and watch the next Sangus. <laughs> Everyone knew something big was happening the second the other guys were shown with Wade Barrett. The CML guys appeared out of nowhere if you watch AEW every week. They they were promoting it on their social media. They were promoting the CMLL guys showing up on... So you can't, on, you, you they, can't they, assume they, everybody's they, on they, social oh, media, I'm sure though. Did, I'm pretty sure they did it on Collision, too, and I'm pretty sure they did it on Dynamite. <laughs> 2024, guys. Yes, but not everybody's on social media, Kevin, because it's a fucking cesspool. Yeah, well, not garbage. everyone fucking Nexus either, but apparently that's my fucking cross to bear. What's your problem? Matthew Birch, no real hype behind it. Just a random invasion by CML guys that the AEW audience doesn't really know. All right. That it, I'm telling you right now, nobody fucking knew who these fucking NXT fucking rookies were. This, Nobody. This is, why I, this is why I love Kate. Tony has a corner every time Orange Cassidy's in the ring, but he's out here watching Mr. Fuji and Tiger <laughs> Chung Lee. Tony, Orange Cassidy's going to beat Big Tom Ishii this week. Gives a fuck. Hey, two moments in history happened today, February 5th. Why are you? Wait, I'm not done talking about collision. Oh, yet. I'm yeah. done talking about collision. Fuck that. How many more CMLO guys appeared on collision? <laughs> yeah, but you got to watch that match, man. All right, what am I going to watch it now? Want me to come yeah. back in 20 minutes? No, but I'd like to put a bow on the AEW conversation right, before right, we I'm get sorry. to where you're going. Because I put have a... written down what you want to talk about. I already right, know. Put, put, put a Simpatico. Uh, put a bow, Simpatico. Simpatico bow on the fucking conversation. About our <laughs> that was fucking... a fucking KJG-worthy pun right there. No, 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 no. no. Don't, don't, don't let me in Simpatico? with that nonsense. Don't lump don't me in with your garbage. <laughs> Listen, how about our how about our boy who is joining us in the chat today? Bounty Hunter Keith. Brian Keith, baby. I don't think that was him. Yeah, Matt's, Matt's him. not sold on that. I tried looking him up on YouTube. He, I couldn't I know, find but him. But it anywhere. got really fucking weird, dude. It got really weird real. Nobody's fast. trying to kill the Rock's daughter, so relax. I mean Yeah, that was, that was a weird thing to say. Actually. And then like when <laughs> when Bear Bronson was like, Oh, I I, I shit my pants or Bolder. Nick Gage shit his pants, and he was like Boulder, he was like, "Oh, I think that was like the Ring of Honor show," and they clearly said it was a Beyond show. So I, I don't think that was really him. <sighs> Do people are crazy? I'm sorry. Yeah, what? no, I agree with you. Yeah. All right, Bri but Brian Keith and Eddie Kingston did have a banger. Tony loves it, and then FTR and Daniel Garcia against the Patriarchy was fucking awesome. Nick Wayne and Daniel Garcia were fantastic, and. Daniel Garcia looking at Christian at the end of the show, like, I'm coming for that TNT title. Chef's kiss. Wait, was he doing his dance when he fucking did it? They all did the dance. FTR and Daniel Garcia did the dance. Good Who has that. a better dance, him or Nana? Uh, Daniel Garcia. All right. Tony? 
I, I like Nana. Swear when you drive. Oh, good. It's like the whizzies all over again. KJG, you got to break the tie. <laughs> oh, by the way, I did a little more Nana. searching. If you have your notebook, you can dial my rating on the Royal Rumble back to a B plus. I had a little more time to think about it. <sighs> I gotta go back and put a B I'm not going to change it again, but I thought about it. I'm like, I don't know if it yeah. was A minus material. And consider it's the first pay-per-view of the year that we kind of like went through. All right. Does that mean I have to I have to change Brundon's fucking grade too? Because yes, do of course. Everything that you do. God yes, of course. You got that. We now? are a united front. Me and Brundon. Yeah. Thank and God. it's paying dividends for him already. He's winning the picks. <laughs> hey, when shit. KGG. Anything else about AEW you want to mention before we move on to this day in wrestling history? Ah, I think we're good, man. I think we've uh, just about covered it all. Okay, so Tony said two moments. I know one that happened 36 years ago. Ooh. At the, at happened the at the same e- exact time. At the main event. Both moments. Both moments. First moment, Hulkamania's first reign comes to an abrupt end at the right. hands of the eighth wonder of the world because the main event aired on tape February 5th, 1988. Sending the WWF world title picture into absolute chaos as Andre the Giant and the crooked Hebner referee counts three after the Hulkster's shoulder gets up at one. And Andre subsequently surrenders the title to Ted DiBiase. And it took that fucking on-the-take Jack Tunney three weeks to fucking declare the WWF championship vacant. Kicking off one of the greatest stories in wrestling history. Macho Man Randy Savage yeah. become a world champion, feuding with the Hulkster the very next year at WrestleMania. By the way, year of Duke and Rogue covering that entire year from WrestleMania 4 to WrestleMania 5 currently. Go back and listen. I've been listening. It's fucking good shit. They're just getting started. Uh, Second uh, thing. HK is a little, come on. You, you, you can't tell me, and he's not here to defend himself, and he can't. You... The amount of time he put into the complaining about fucking Jesse Ventura not wearing a suit, there's no shot you're in the same camp as him about that. I get where he's coming from. Oh, stop, I... you fucking chode. Can you let me finish? Can you let me finish? No. Well, then fuck you, then. Um, he wore a pilgrim hat at Survivor Series for crying but out Je- loud. But that's Jesse's gimmick. Like, you wouldn't tell Jim Cornette, like, to put on a fucking polo shirt and fucking exactly. pants. Exactly. No, yeah, he's he's wrong on that one. I get the professionalism, oh, but okay. it's Jesse's gimmick. And Jesse wasn't wearing a t-shirt and shorts. I thought you were back. Well, I thought you were back in. Uh, no, not uh, on that one. But Jesse uh, Ventura. I thought, he, did, I thought he was going to. Jesse yeah, Ventura too. did wear suits when he was the fucking governor of Minnesota. Well, that's because so. he's the governor. He's not fucking. I'm predator, no longer Jesse predator. the body. I'm Jesse the mind Ventura. Thermite paint and explosions in Tower Seven, people. Oh, stop it, Monsoon. <laughs> what are you trying to say, Shivani? That you could yeah. shoot someone outside? <laughs> oh, it's okay. it's okay when Hogan does it, but oh, not Jesse, okay when... <laughs> but Jesse was the best at doing that. Like, he would call everybody out on their bullshit, and then Gorilla would just try to fucking cover it up for him, and he was always yeah. wrong. Well, that was that was yesterday, Jesse. Oh, so what? Yes. <laughs> Like what I just remember, like going back to the the Mega Power story, like when Hogan was eliminated and then still beat up like the big boss man in the Rumble uh, and stuff like that, and then he eliminated Boss Man actually when he was already out, and they did the same thing with Sid in '92. 
who the hell was Elizabeth before she hooked up with the macho man? <laughs> Monsoon. Lesser, lesser known point, probably something you didn't even think about, and you're going to be like, duh, but it makes a big deal. That main event, debut of the Winged Eagle Championship. Yes. Probably side-by-side side with the big gold belt, the most iconic WWF championship in history. So I actually, I felt like that belt, as much as I loved it, I think design-wise it was the best belt ever. But it was too small. Like when you like compare it with like the belts of today and like even the big gold, like that belt like on Hogan looked so freaking tiny. Like on Flair well, I mean on so Hogan, tiny. yes, but like Macho even Man Flair. wore it, Flair wore it, uh, Bret Hart wore it, Shawn Michaels wore it, Austin even had a chance with it for like a day or two. Yeah. Then he, I think after he won it, he turned it was it, it was the like the one. next night. Yeah. Yeah. The blue, Excuse the me. big blue guy. Yeah. No, I the Winged Eagle is my favorite belt. Yeah, and a day, and the uh, the irony of taping the show ahead of time, Hogan in his backstage interview before he went to the ring was still wearing the '86, and when he went out to the ring, he was wearing the Winged Eagle. Ha ha. Ha ha. It always yes. pops me too when I see uh, Ric Flair wearing the tag belt as the big gold belt, like the real photo of it, like at the yeah, Survivor yeah. Series. Yeah. Uh, you should listen to Year of Duke and Rogue, though. I think they do a fantastic job. Those fellas. They do, and, and I do this, want to put that put over that. Yeah, and you could if you've listened to the last two years, two seasons when they were fucking miserable watching TNA and <laughs> WCW, like you could tell, like this is very much in their wheelhouse, and they're enjoying themselves. So uh, it's on Gorilla Brain Podcasting Network and the Shining Wizards Network. So definitely check it out. Hundred percent. Check it out. Second. Um. Uh, what else? Oh, what else do you, whoa. Let me, let me ask you this. All right, Kevin, okay. you're, you're the Mick Foley guy on the show. Mick Foley's like your, your BFF. You guys bonded and well, all that. I mean, Brian Myers is my BFF, but I, I did not see it. Maybe it was in the notes. I didn't check the notes for it because I breezed through them, but sure. I thought I put a, I thought I saw something where Mick Foley has made it his mission to lose a hundred pounds. And, come, and come back out of retirement for one more match, but he wants it to be like an ultra-violent death match? That's what he said. Why? I don't know, but he's also, on a related note, which might have something to do with it, he's not doing his podcast anymore, fully his pod. That's uh, They just put out their last episode, him and Conrad. Right, so, and that's where this came from. Right. Okay, so yeah, that makes sense. So, I, I don't... Listen, come on, Terry Funk? Come on, Terry... Like, Let's be honest. Like, who cares? Like, yeah, but, at this point, not not that who cares. Like, like no, I don't care enough about this God. to complain about it. I no, well, I understand. Does. Like Terry Funk, but like <laughs> Terry Funk had problems with his knees. Mick Foley had fucking like definite signs of fucking brain damage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I no, I get it. I understand what you're saying in theory, but like, are death matches really death matches anymore? Yeah, but why like, would he, he want to? He's not doing. He's that. not going to do like fucking. GCW or XPW? Oh, he might. I, I he think. Might, I think it's going to be Foley Cardona. That's what I'm. Th Cardona retweeted him on it too. Right. Saying, so that's hey. going to be in GCW. If Foley has yes. the fucking willpower to lose the hundred pounds, or he went on Japan. that DDP a couple years ago and he fucking lost a ton of weight and kind of seems like he put it back on again. Yeah, but I've been listening to his podcast for a while now and he kept saying over and over again how he was going to try to do it and he hasn't done it. Not 
that's not an insult or anything. It's just what it is. He's bigger than he's ever been. So if he does lose a hundred pounds and God bless him, I hope he does. I would, I mean, fuck. Now I kind of do care about it now. If it's I think it would either be Cardona or Moxley. Bro, all right. Mick Foley is 58. Even if he loses 100 pounds in a year, he's going to be fucking almost 60 years old doing this shit. Well, that's Dude, what he wants to do. We just had Flair wrestle a match at 70 fucking thousand. Yeah, and he almost fucking died. He ah, fucking passed out that. in the ring. This is bells and whistles, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I think this, I think this is a big mistake. Oh, you're such a fucking dork. I'm not a dork. It's Mick Foley. You want to see the guy fucking die in the ring? He's I mean, not going like... to fucking die in the ring. Knock on wood for that. And is Mick Foley going to be well enough to be able to have a match? Yes. Well, if he loses 100 pounds, maybe. Sure, he can have a fucking death match. Who's that 90-year-old wrestler? Mike Jackson? Action Mike Jackson? Or whatever yeah, he's wrestling. He's wrestling fucking Colby Carino and GCW. He's fine. Uh, uh, I'll yeah, see you yeah. on your fucking podium yelling about that. That's right. Because Ricky Morton Mike was Jackson. wrestling in the Ricky Morton was wrestling in the NWA when it was into the fire and you weren't fucking complaining and he was like 70 then. Yeah, but now he's like a lot older and he's a lot and he's in a lot worse shape. Yeah, Action Jackson it, fucking wrestles every week. Like he's he's look, constantly Ricky, training for this. The fucking Rock and Roll Express at the heyday of the reboot of the NWA, they were fucking slow and they sucked. Come on. Into the Fire, NWA, Rock and Roll Express, they were not great. Come on. But they were always wrestling. Mick Foley, when was the last time he wrestled? For Christ's sakes, he's fucking carrying probably 150 pounds more than his ideal body weight. Right. For hence, years. Hence that takes your fucking toll. And fucking Ric Flair drank like a fish. I mean, that guy never fucking took care of himself. So, I mean, Ain't what are we talking about? Matthew Birch, he's on fucking fire tonight. Foley has one more match. It's probably going to be a Conrad production show like Flair's last match, and it'll be headlined by Foley versus Cardona. Cardona would be the safest opponent for Foley to wrestle. I just don't know why Foley's got to do this. I I, I don't get it. Because it's what he wants to do. (sighs) All right, whatever. First of all, a match against Broski is a fucking walk in the park. Like, they're not going to do anything. That's just like... Sign me up. Oh, yeah, I'm selling yeah, tickets, look, baby. It'll Brett. be a de- it'll be a death match. It'll be bells and whistles. It'll be Broski bumping for Foley. Yep. Maybe Foley takes one spot where he gets hit with a light tube or falls onto some thumbtacks or he, dude, he goes through a fire table. That's, that's yeah, he, he puts the barbed wire around his arm. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Bells and whistles, T Donk. God, what are you so outraged about? I just don't want to see fucking Mick Foley die in the ring. Sting is 67 years old. He's going to wrestle in a month on a pay-per-view. Sting gets a hot tag and fucking does this shit to people, and he puts him in a fucking scorpion death lock. Okay, and he's lucky fucking, not... And he's lucky that a fucking sex god didn't fucking kill him when he didn't get out of the way diving on him on a fucking table. Mick Foley's not going to do a two-week tour of Japan and then work fucking 50 house shows for Triple H. It's not one yet. match. Not yet. He's got to drop 100 pounds. You don't think Onita's going to be like, hey, Mick. Wait, how, how Mick Foley's 58, you said? It's yes. 58. Yep. Chris Jericho's got to be right there, too, and he wrestles every okay, time. He shouldn't be wrestling either. <laughs> that fucking chud. How old do you think Chris Jericho is? I'd say 53. He's got to be like 55, 56. KJ 53. Right on the money. 
Boom. I'm surprised you added, didn't go on a little rant, Tony, about uh, Chris Jericho, the, the video from his fucking Jericho cruise. I didn't see it. Well, I sent it to you. Did you? I sent it in the group text message. I thought you told me to go see it, to go to go find stuff. I didn't realize you sent it. No, I sent the whole thing. <laughs> you also sent me that Fight Forever's on sale for $30, and it's still fucking $30 overpriced. <laughs> fucking nonsense. Uh, I sent it to you. Wait, to me or to the group? To the group. Yes, it was in the group. It no, group. wait. No, you sent me the like Uganda Royal Rumble. <laughs> I sent you that. I sent you Nyla Rose. Yeah. Wait, when did you send uh, Nyla Rose? Dude. Oh, I, I saw. I, I see Nyla Rose. Okay. That was Thursday. I sent you the fucking Jericho thing. Maybe it was Best in the Best match of the weekend with fucking Flop Dollar almost killing himself. I saw that. Uh, your peeps at your fucking party wearing Shining Wizard shirts. I don't see yes, fucking Jericho. Did I, maybe I sent it in the Discord. No, yeah, I, I, I remember you sending it. Someone sent it. It's not in the chat. It's got to be in the Discord then. Did you send it directly to me? No, I, no, I think it was in an AEW, the AEW chat. Tony Khan has an announcement this week, by the way. Okada? N- another one. Uh, someone thinks it's Mercedes Monet at in Boston. Ooh, that's not, that's not a bad. That's not a bad guess. I was like, maybe it was in the general chat. God damn All right, it! Who cares? These people I care because I want your reaction. The people listening don't give a shit about that. You know what? You're right. You're absolutely one thousand percent correct, Amundo, sir. That's right. Uh, I booked a guest for February twenty sixth. Ooh. Ooh. Um, she has been out of the ring for seven months and she makes her return in March. And that would <gasps> be one Casey Catal. Oh, no ah. shit. Uh, she'll be joining us on the 26th of February. February. Talk about her return. Uh, she'll be coming back and wrestling at G- GCW. Um, and I'm working on some guests for March uh, as we march along to WrestleMania. A show that I will not be watching. Oh, you're out on WrestleMania too, dude. Well, WrestleMania, whatever it is, forty. XL. I love, love me some WrestleMania too. Fucking done. They don't, they don't give me what I want. Bruno Scott San Martino's George. only WrestleMania match. He was in the Battle Royal. Scott George. I have Chris Jericho, born November 9th, nineteen seventy. I know you yeah. say he's fifty-two on March thirteenth, but I have the ninth of. November 1970, sir. Let's split the difference. I just got to know. I got to know what's if I got the right information here. 52, 53, column A, column B. Who gives a shit? It's like an eight month difference. All right. I just want to make sure my shape of him. It looks like you could have a kid in those eight months. Um, Easy. Is there. There's just more and more Vince McMahon stuff keeps coming out. We don't need yeah. to get into it. Yeah. Um, oh, he was talking about Mercedes, uh, March 13th in Boston. Thank you, Scott George, for clarifying. Um, it's uh, it's more horrifying stuff. Uh, John Laurinaitis says he's the victim in the case, not a predator. So hmm. Yeah, well, good for him. There's that. Uh, there's reports that Vince McMahon reportedly drafted and signed NDAs without WWE's knowledge. That's right. Yeah, I heard that. That's not a good sign. Uh, and I guess they have his. They got his. They have his phone. 
Well, they have to. I mean, well, get your bag. When they, when, when, who did the investigation on him the first time? It was the WWE board of directors and the feds, I think. See, because here's the other problem now. The feds are probably going to be sniffing around this because sex crimes crossing state lines, now you got federal implications. So even if it wasn't well, a state it, it, thing, now the feds can start looking into these allegations. Yeah, but not if he didn't, like, transport somebody. Well, his- no, not necessarily because if fucking Laurenitis was crossing state lines to go do the nasty, eh, eh. that's good enough. Yep. Yeah, so hey, Vince, I'm on my keeps... way. You're victimizing <gasps> me. You want me to bring my skateboard? <laughs> hey, <More>. hey, fellow youngsters. <laughs> Dynamic. More stuff beat, keeps bro. coming out, and there's yeah. more, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a there's a lot of thought out there that a lot of people knew uh, what was going on, including maybe one. Triple H, so we'll oh, see. We'll oh, see. God. So this is why The Rock is getting involved with this shit now? I don't. I really have no fucking idea, dude. I Here's the thing, right? And and no disrespect to anyone at Fightful or, or The Observer or The Torch. Like, I, I just don't know. There's so many different. The problem is there's so many different reports, right? right? And, and nobody knows for thing, sure. Fightful saying another thing. And I know everyone has their sources. I, I just... There's two months till fucking WrestleMania. Again, back to where we started. It doesn't make none of this makes sense to me. Taking Cody out of the spot, I really just think they're just gonna. They have two months to kill till Mania, and they're they're maybe they're gonna dangle this. Uh, I saw on, and I don't know how true it is because I'm doing the show and I have this and the notes and everything. They're passing out. We want Cody signs at Raw. Hashtag We want Cody. So I, I don't know. We just have to wa- wait and see. I guess. I'm I, I'm with you on that. It just left such an awful taste in my mouth. So like, if listen, I've been proven wrong a million times. Every week I get proven wrong. So like, I'm okay with it if that's where they end up going. But yeah, the McMahon I stuff is want... just scary. Yeah, the shitty. McMahon stuff's awful. It's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, if there's more casualties, uh, so casualties is not the right word. If there's more people that are guilty of not doing anything about it, then fuck them all. I hope everybody uh, also, has their facilities in order. That's right. Of course. Well, you better have your facilities ready in Perth because the Women's Elimination Chamber will be the fa- the winner of that match will be facing Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania 40. So there you go. We got something coming out and of Perth. I think Perth. Becky just qualified. Of course she did. Why wouldn't she? So I, so I, I didn't see all of SmackDown, Matt. I just tried to watch because it fucking Fox for some reason. Fox. This episode of SmackDown was not replayed on the app uh at, at least as far as i know right now it's not there so i saw the rock i went out of my way to watch the rock stuff but it was hoping that i would see the whole bailey eo sky thing what happened do you know what happened there Is, did bailey make it official that she's challenging eo sky yes so i believe dakota kai tried to um 
Uh, here it is. After winning the women's rumble match, Bailey yeah, made a WrestleMania know. decision on SmackDown. Damage control split apart with Bailey separating from the group and announcing she'll be challenging Sky. Bailey was in the ring with Sky, Kerry saying Asuka when she revealed her decision. Bailey told them she's not oblivious. She knows that they've been talking about her behind her back. Uh, you guys talk about me constantly. Why? All I want was for damage control to be the best. All I wanted was to take this to the top to WrestleMania, and I wanted to do that together. But you guys see nothing in me, do you? Huh? EO, what happened? When you, me, and Dakota started this, we were like this. Ever since they came around, you turned your back on me. What happened? No, the Bukaki Sky Sane and Asuka then attacked Bailey, but she was able to grab a metal pipe and fight them off. Love it. Scott Steiner fucking channeling right there. Uh, Scott George says, KJG, if you get FS1, they replay SmackDown all the time throughout the weekend. They do, and I checked, and just when I happened to be watching TV, it was just never on. And it, like, like on, during the weekends, there's a lot of college sports on. There's usually uh, Big East basketball on all day, women's college basketball on all day. So I did, I did uh, look for that, but I just didn't happen to find it. Do and do you think we get Bailey at WrestleMania coming out to her old hugging thing with the old uh, inflatable blow up car salesman? gimmicks Gary, no stopping us now we can't uh, I feel like the there's like a thing going on where, where she would she said she would love for paramount to paramore paramore, paramore yeah. to play her out so i don't know if that's going to be a thing facilities you don't have a dvr i don't have a dvr oh that would make your life a lot easier i know scott george hey matt kojima beat alex kane for the mlw championship on saturday boom i no mas. Tony hit me with a factoid. Uh, Kojima, first ever two-time MLW champion. Two-time. Two-time. So, well, th- that's great. I have not watched MLW in weeks. Dare I say months. Huh. Mm. What are you going to hmm. do? Yeah. Huh. What are you going to do, guys? Well, next week, uh, oh, do you guys, does you, anyone want to talk about this Rosie Agawa thing? Stardom? I have no or idea what it is. He's the uh, guy who started Stardom, uh, and apparently he left. And there was a, a bunch of uh, his time with Stardom's over, and people thought he was going to the WWE. But apparently, he is starting a new company. Uh, he was fired from Stardom, accusing uh, he was accused him of attempting to poach talent and staff from Stardom for a new promotion. Uh, so he's starting a new promotion, and he thought he was going to poach. He was trying to poach people from stardom. So what? What would he have done in WWE? I don't know where those reports came from. Okay. Uh, I don't. Oh, I just closed Brendan Nose too. I just have. Uh, I guess they thought. I don't oh, know. I, have, I really don't know. Agua here. sold the promotion to Bushiro. Blah 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 blah. Okay, so. Bushi Road fire stardom founder Rossi Ogawa. Bro, bra. You got to see this. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. <laughs> Who's in the drops? <laughs> yeah, That's Coach, many, fucking many startup players and staff. Okay. Kevin, look up. <laughs> roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. Not <laughs> really bad. That's pretty fucking good. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> I figured, you know, if anyone was watching out there. Marty! We got to get to WrestleMania, Marty. Your kids are assholes, Marty. Uh, 
Rock your daughters on SmackDown. No, NXT. Oh, whatever. She's the GM. Well, she was on SmackDown like two weeks ago when they were drawing numbers, oh. so whatever. All right, cool. Well, HK will be back next week. Um, we will be back next week covering all the happenings. We'll see if we get any more clarity to this Cody Rock a Roman Reigns story. Uh, we'll Ooh. see what's going on in the world of AEW. Uh, Elimination Chamber is going to start to come into focus. Uh, and someone has to defend their Can You Beat That Championship, and I don't know if we're going to do that uh, anytime soon. Oh, what's the co- Where does the committee sit on that? <laughs> on, on their committee thrones. I don't know. <laughs> we need to find... Do we need Way to, to find sandbag KJG? the liaison to the committee, pal. <laughs> so in AEW, they weren't actually chanting titties. They were chanting committee. Yes. Committee, 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 committee. <laughs> they were saying boomers. Boo Earns, we'll be back next week for another humdinger of an episode. Remember, if you have not, please rate, review, subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. If you got the Spotify app on your phone, subscribe there. If you have uh, Pandora, subscribe there. Subscribe to the YouTube. We got to get them some, you know, if we get to 500 subscriptions, we can make a couple extra dollars. And those dollars go towards making this show better. You know, we get better equipment. We get more merch to, to to give away. Maybe maybe that becomes a perk in the Patreon. You never know. Nelly's here to say goodbye to everybody. Say goodbye, Nelly. Meow. Now she doesn't want to talk. She talks all day. Let me see if I can get her to say something. Right, Nelly, get there. what are you doing? Come on. Say something. Meow. Oh, fuck you, man. Do I talk? Fuck you, meow. Fucking loser. Nelly is a lady of the... <laughs> Very few words. <laughs> I would make fun of you because when we signed off from Patreon the other day, you're like, I got to do my research for the pay-per-view, but you went five and one, so I can't really say anything. I also <laughs> went five and one, and I don't watch NXT. Tony, fucking four and two, out the mud, you sucker. Shut up. Out the mud. What a fucking dumb name. It ain't my yeah, I don't, name. I don't, I'm not a big fan of those guys, to be honest with you. you it's different, do... but I don't like them. Are you going to do the thing? You mean this? This has been a production of the Shining Wizards Network. Executive producer is Manny Kradzo. Our producers are Danny Russoniello, Kate Hensler, Matt Garifo, Hi, Five, Tom, Ryan Schwann, Brendan Haney, Al Day, William Mercier Jr., Michael Hammond, David Henry Bauer III, and Keith Parker. And Mike Peterson. For everything Shining Wizards, visit ShiningWizards.com. And don't forget to listen to all the great shows of the Shining Wizards Network. <clears throat> right, let me see if I can do handsome Kevin Brown. Good.